So we're like a week out from the NBA playoffs now. And, you know, things are starting to take shape. And we're starting to see which teams are going to play each other and which teams are potentially ducking the other and whatnot. And the biggest point of conversation, I think, have been the Suns, who have still not lost with Kevin Durant. They're sitting at 7-0. and And I want to talk about them specifically. What do you guys think their, like, playoff ceiling is at this point? They could win it all. They, they could win it all, bro. Kevin Durant's yeah. first game back, he shot terribly from the field, which is not Kevin Durant-like when he first comes back for some reason. And, mm-hmm. like, the team, I forget who they played against, but the Suns were just still moving as a whole. And because of just Kevin Durant's placement on the court and the insane threat, the fear that he strikes in people's veins, like, that just opens up the game for guys like DeAndre Aiden. Yeah. The role players stepped up. Cameron Payne, of course, was doing his thing. That. Tory Craig and Josh Okogie, who's very good on the defensive end. Um, and of course, like since I think all-star break, Devin Booker has been on an absolute tear and Facts. for sure, like having that be your second best player on your team was crazy as hell. So yeah, the I asked what their ceiling is, but that was the wrong way to phrase it. We all know their, their ceiling is the finals. Like that was obvious more. Mm-hmm. So do you guys think that ceiling is going to happen now? Have you seen enough in the seven games that you think this best case scenario is what you're going to get? You know, there's always the worry about they don't have enough time to gel. Maybe things won't go as great right away, and next year's going to be crazy. But do you think they're crazy now? They're going to win the finals type shit? Yeah, I I don't think, in terms of like having time to gel, I don't think that's a question anymore. I think I like mm. I wouldn't use that as an excuse if they lost, right? Really? With, okay. The the way that I'm looking at the Suns right now, it's purely about are you going to execute and win games or not? Like that's that is I think that they are. Obviously not at like their peak, but they are at a base level already to where I can look at them and say, you guys are good enough to win the finals right now. And I saw it in the Dallas game that they had on that Sunday afternoon. And even in Kevin Durant's return that Mo was talking about against the Timberwolves, their poise down the stretch of games is absolutely insane. And the fact that you can imagine the fact that you can have KD as like and legitimately use him as a decoy in some in some spaces and have Devin Booker, Chris Paul in, in that Timberwolves game that um that Mo was talking about, Chris Paul looked great. Like he's he's his his mid-range jumper, it was falling. He's orchestrating everything. I think as, it seems very simple, but like for me when I look at the Suns, it's just a matter of are you going to make shots or not? Like that's that's all I see from them. <laughs> that and also like, what are the role players going to give you? And also, what type of DeAndre Aiden are you going to get? Is he going to be engaged like he has been over or in that game specifically against the Timberwolves, or like are you going to be like fighting for scraps? And is the defense going to like collapse on KD and Devin Booker at all costs and force other dudes to try to make plays or whatnot? So yeah, those mm-hmm. type of things for me. See, well. I, th- I think I brought this up and like I decided this was going to be our intro topic because I'm of the opinion that this team is probably going to walk into the finals. I think walk. that... Yeah. I mean, so, okay. There's another team that I think has a realistic chance now that we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. You can probably assume what that team is. But aside from them, I think this team is by far going to be the best team in the Western Conference playoffs. I know Kenny posted a video a couple uh, last week. Mm-hmm. It's titled, Are We Overthinking This? And it was genuinely about... We're talking about the West being so wide open. All these teams could win. Golden State, oh, watch out for them if they're healthy. All this stuff. But we're overthinking this because the Suns added Kevin Durant. You know, they were in the yeah. finals two years ago, one yeah. seed last year, and they added Kevin Durant. And I'm of the same opinion that we 100% overthinking this. They are going to walk into the finals, I think. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree with that sentiment in terms of like how we're talking about the West. Because I think that the West, for as wide open as it is, I don't think it's that wide open. I think it's a lot of mid, right? It's a lot of yeah. mid. It's a lot of teams that are going to end up 42 and 42, 43 <laughs> and 39. And it's like nobody's great outside of the top seeds. Even the top seeds. Like, are, is anybody here confident that Memphis is like a legitimate two seed and is like a powerhouse? Is anybody here confident no. that the that the um that the Sacramento Kings who are gonna be in the playoffs for the first time in sixteen years, the three seed no. are a powerhouse? <laughs> like there's two legitimate teams in terms of title contenders in the West. So like it's it's, it's the Suns, the team we're gonna talk about later, and a whole lot of mid. And like it makes for interesting playoff rounds because you don't know who's gonna win. That's where the entry comes from. But once we're talking about championships, I think I don't think there's there's a lot to look at in the West. I think a lot of that comes out East. Yeah. What thing, man? Mo, tell me what you think about this because I know Donovan said he's of the opinion that things for them haven't like the gelling is an excuse that they've looked completely fine. You would think. I kind of feel like offensively we've seen a little bit of that. They need time to gel thing. Like like you said, Kevin Durant had was abysmal in his first game back from injury for his standards at least. And this last game they won, he had 18 points, was, wasn't a great Kevin Durant game. I feel like we're seeing that little bit of inconsistency on offense for the team. It was a little stagnant at times, as you'd expect. But what makes me think that they're still going to be a title team despite that is their defense is ridiculous when Kevin Durant's out there. In lineups with KD, they have a 104 defensive rating, which is 98th percentile. Wow, Those lineups yeah. are plus 15 overall. Mo, what do you think about their defensive side? Because everybody talks about the offense. We have these three great like, mid-range shooters. What about yeah, the defense? Everyone talks about their offense, like, and their offense has been elite, especially CP3, um, over the last like 15 games. Side note: been averaging like 15 points, shooting 47 percent from the field, nine. <laughs> you the wash allegations. One re- one one turnover. It's insane. Um, but a lot, just how good are they are, good they are offensively. Specifically, Kevin Durant, like, I feel like over the last few seasons, his defense has been, like, completely overshadowed um, because of what he does on the other side of the ball. But him as, like, a help side defender is, like, it's an insane weapon to have in your back pocket that nobody sees coming. Usually all the top offensive scorers in the NBA, (laughs) Luka Doncic, like, when they go ahead and... uh, (laughs) Drop 30, 35, they're dead on the other side of the court. But Kevin Durant in the situation to where he doesn't have to like go ahead and exhaust all of his powers on the offensive end and still being an insane weapon, like a tomahawk coming out of nowhere <laughs> on a consistent basis. You have to go through Aiton and, and KD. Oh my goodness, bro. Coming out I'm, of nowhere. That's in exactly the cut. that. I'm glad you mentioned that. It's Aiton and KD together. Yeah. Remember early in Aiden's career, people were talking about him like he's a negative defender, that's his biggest weakness. Past couple years, though, he's been, like, legit a very good positional defender. Like, what you want from pick-and-roll guys a little bit mobile, but can still defend the rim. You already have that. They were already an elite defense last year. And when they traded in Bridges, who, you know, is one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA, people kind of thought, like, oh, their wing depth is going down. Is that going to make yeah. their defense worse? But no, it hasn't. Like, it has not mattered at all because that weak side rim protection is so much more valuable. I wouldn't say so much more valuable because what Bridges does is incredible. But... Whatever you lose from Bridges, you make up with once you get from KD on that end. You know what I mean? Even yeah, though it's different. Substantially. Yeah. That extra now 
Mikael Bridges is putting up KD type stats, but let's be real, those stats aren't hitting as hard as Kevin Durant's stats. <laughs> if we're being completely honest with you, yeah. and then on top of that, just uh, extra help that KD, the threat. No one's guarding. No one's guarding Mikael Bridges how they guard Kevin Durant. No one is. Mikael Bridges <laughs> don't put that type of fear in nobody's heart whatsoever. Um, so just having that, his his, I don't want to say gravity because I feel like that term has been used. OD like ran into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ran into the ground. But like people just like to stick on KD type shit. And um because of that, like, yo, it just opens up so much for them. And back to the back to the defensive end. It all started back when he was uh in Golden State. That's when yeah. he got really good at defense because he didn't have to do like an insane carry job on the other end of the court. Um, and so now he's found himself in a similar, not similar role, but similar situation to where like he has a squad now and they've already, this squad has already established and f- have had a fully fleshed out system on the, on the offensive and also defensive end of the court. And all he can be is a plus on that end. That's yeah. literally to be it. fair. He, he was doing that all year in Brooklyn too. Like early yeah. in the season before he got hurt, oh, people were talking about him in MVP conversations. Cause he was like legit elite on defense. Definitely, yeah. without a doubt, he was elite. He was elite. He was elite on defense, and because of that, on top of like the insane season that the Brooklyn Nets were having at the time, like he was in MVP conversations for a quick second, for sure. Yeah, Donovan, I'll go back to one thing you said earlier. Yeah, you um, when I said I, I think they're probably gonna make the finals, you were like, "There's a whole lot of fucking mid, and there's like two good contenders there." Let's for the rest of this episode, we're gonna talk about the Western Conference. And okay. specifically the teams at the top and how the seeding seeding matchups are playing out. I want to know first, which team are you referring to as the other contender in the West? I'm talking about Denver. I, okay. Oh, yeah. who I was man. talking about. Well, t- t- let's talk about Denver first. Yeah. So, like, okay. Obviously, Denver has a lot going for it. You have Jokic, MVP candidate, right? Top three player in the world, however you, you want to slice it. You have him. Jamal Murray's back. Everything that we've been looking at Denver for the past couple of years, it's Jokic and as great as he is with the squad now. And yeah. they are they are the number one seed. The offense is clicking. It will not recently, right? And as we as we saw the uh last night against the Houston Rockets, they Damn. they exactly they, they put up they put up a stinker. But they got saying what happened in that game. What what happened? They that got saying gooned. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I listen, it's it's kind of just been an issue that they had in that game that they've had over like the last 10 games where defensively, like things have been fine, but they just can't buy a bucket. Like over the, over the last 10 games, they are in the bottom third in the league in offensive rating. Meanwhile, the defense is still upper half of the league. They're, they're kind of figuring things out on that end. It's just, it's weird. They, they haven't been able to find just like the groove that they were hitting at before. Yeah. To be fair, Jokic did miss three of those 10 games. So that, yeah. that doesn't help. Yeah, but, yeah. You you alluded to it. They are trending downward right now in a way. Like you know, people talk about. It's I think it's like an old Ben Sim, uh, Bill Simmons trope where like, did they peak too early in the season type yeah. shit? I think the Nuggets might have peaked too early in the season because since they beat the Raptors 15 games ago, they're six and eight over the last 14 games, and they just yeah they Damn. can't stop losing. And after that loss against the Rockets, Mike Malone came out. My, no, Mike Malone is the king of throwing players under the bus. If you haven't yes. noticed, oh my god, what, I hate that so much about him. Like, I think he's an uh, he's a good coach, but that's yeah. by far his worst trait. That's the worst trait any ta- any coach could have. I, 
I think it's a give and take. Sometimes you could say it works since accountability and players need to hear that shit because mm-hmm. NBA players can be divas at times and all up in their own ass and could, it could be useful to hear that. I think Greg Definitely. Popovich is the same way, but not to the media, to the players' faces. Yeah, there's and a difference. Sure. Yeah. But when Mike Malone did to Thomas Bryant a few weeks ago, or a few days ago, that it was, was kind of <laughs> iffy. Yeah. <laughs> I got secondhand whack. embarrassment for Thomas yeah. Bryant, bro. But, but I'm saying this to say, after the Rockets lost yesterday, he came out and he said, this team is soft. That's the only way I can describe it. And if they keep playing like this, they're gonna we're gonna lose in the first round. And then he said, I said that to their faces in the locker room, and I challenged every player in there to check me on that, and nobody said anything. Yeah, what? he told them buns. He he told he told the media this whole locker room is buns. Facts. First off, he was dropping bars. Why is he dissing them like that? That was hard. This is a battle <laughs> oh round. Oh my goodness. That was hard but, as hell. He said he stand on business. Yeah. He said, I came to their face, man to man, check them. They say shit. Yeah, <laughs> street, cred, street cred plus 10. <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness. But the moral of the story is if he is saying that, he feels that way, it makes sense why everybody else feels that way, right? I feel like people are diminishing their faith in the Nuggets as contenders. So, do y'all are y'all feeling that that you're feeling less and less faith in them, or do you think they'll be fine? Or no, what? I think I think they'll they'll be fine. Like I said earlier, I think that the West is filled with a bunch of mid, and so I I actually think that wow. that first round series is going to be a really good chance for them kind of to just ramp back up. Also, when you've been the number one seed for a majority of the season, it's not a great excuse, but I can understand you getting bored with three, four games left, and it's like, listen. Like they have the the Grizzlies games. Are, the Grizzlies are two games back. They're not they're not dropping a two game lead over the last three games this season. And it's like it's a Monday it's a Tuesday night. The Houston Rockets are coming in. I understand. <laughs> I get it. I'm not I don't think that it's okay, but I get it. Let them play a first round series against I guess right now it would be the Pelicans. They'll win that series in five, they'll get back on track, and then they'll be, you know, they're being the right headspace when they have to play some real teams. Like that's, that's the type of time that we're on. Now, if you want to say Denver shouldn't be thinking like that at all, because who are they? They haven't done anything. A hundred percent. I'm with that, but I can just understand why they've been slumping from a mental aspect, you know? Yeah. I feel like I, a lot, there's like been so much more pressure on the Denver Nuggets because of obviously the whole Nicole Jokic MVP thing and like, People don't like the thought of giving someone an MVP who hasn't done, quote-unquote, anything in the postseason, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but out of all these teams in the Western Conference, I like I said, like I noticed like, the Nuggets have a lot more. It seems like they have a lot more pressure on their backs, and I want to know what you guys oh, think yeah. about that for sure. I think they have the most pressure of any team in the league right now. I heard somebody say that earlier today, another media person. It was RJ Barrett. Was. I mean, RJ... <laughs> What's RJ, RJ, RJ Barrett out here? No, RJ Barrett's body? RJ Barrett's body? No, no. Listen, every NBA player has a podcast these days. Facts. So it's like, listen, NBA players, if you guys are watching, come on the deep three. Let's talk about it in the playoffs. It's Richard let's, Jefferson. There let's do something. Oh, Richard Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. He said that. So I'll talk about it. He went on JJ Reddick's pod. I 100,000% agree. It's not even just the Nuggets. It's the Nuggets by proxy because Nikola Jokic has the most pressure on him of any player in the league, which is weird because... That's true, but also like doesn't matter because he's the most offline player ever that like doesn't even hear the shit. So he's gonna get slandered to high hell if they lose in the first round or lose in the second round. Yeah, but it'll be like irrelevant because he has no place in culture. So it's gonna be nah. strange. 
I agree. Yeah, right. I, I agree though. It makes it makes sense. You have this two time MVP. Everybody feels that like the praise has been overblown for him for years now, and they haven't gotten back to a conference finals. So yeah, it, let's let's see what they got, right? Because everybody's been saying, oh, like, oh, you guys, they lost to the Warriors, they lost to the Suns. Because look at Jokic's team; he had no help. He a hundred percent has help, help now. now. He's he all has, help. He has help. You better do something. Yeah, yeah, they've been consistently one of the more healthier teams in the entire league. They didn't have done with done. They haven't gone through hella injuries like most teams out there in the Western Conference, like the Sacramento or not the Sacramento Kings. They're actually the second or the most healthiest team in the NBA. But like the Los Angeles Clippers or the Lakers or the fucking Warriors and all yeah, those most other teams. teams. Yeah. Yeah, so. every team goes through injuries. So you gotta. The only way you can be a high seed is if you get lucky with injuries, because most people aren't lucky, right? Like it's yeah, kind of is what it is. So and, all um, the stars aligned for the for the Nuggets. So I guess you're right when it comes to yeah the pressure being. They definitely aligned. They aligned so well, like like Donovan said, they kind of clearly are not having the same effort because they're coasting on the one seed. And Donovan asked, "You could also not he didn't ask. He said you could you could also say that why do they feel like they have that's some audacity, right? To slow down as if you want something." Yeah, I'm not as concerned about that in terms of like, do they deserve to not try? I don't really give a fuck. But <laughs> I think the side effect of that could be, you know, when we see teams like the fucking Cavs do that when they had LeBron, they can coast and turn it on because they have LeBron and they like have that switch they can flip, as people call it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the Nuggets have that. Like, you can't necessarily assume you're going to be able to just flip the switch immediately when you've been for two weeks not trying. Like, that type of mental space to be in can bite you in the ass so hard. I guess it's not even necessarily a moral thing. It's just it's really hard to try hard when you weren't before. Yeah. No, I I, I get that. Qu- question, right? And we're we're gonna I, we're gonna talk a little bit more about the West. Let's say that the Lakers end up in the eighth seed, and they end up playing the Nuggets in the first round. Are y'all scene. are y'all taking the Lakers in a series? At this against point, the you have to, given the, what you've seen from both teams lately. It's not it's not even a recency bias thing. It's a surging, this is the current bro. state of the teams. So I'm I'm glad you said this. Let's transition because the third team <laughs> we want to talk about is the Los Angeles Lakers. We talk about them often. They're the most popular team in the league, and the LeBron James' team. We have to talk about them. And I'm a Lakers fan. And it even worse. beginning of the season, <laughs> you know, <laughs> beginning of the season, we were saying, "Oh fuck, they suck unless they trade Russ." They didn't trade Russ. They were terrible. They traded Russ. We're, okay, we'll see. Listen, we've seen. I know what this team is. This team is a contender again. I think it's time we say that they can beat the Nuggets. They can beat the, the the Grizzlies. They can beat the Kings. They can beat anybody you put in front of them in a seven game series. Except the Suns, I don't know. The Suns, the Suns, except for the Suns. Yeah, but that's a conversation. But it's they're not. It's not a walkover. You at least have to think about it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd pick true. the Suns I, if they played. I'd pick the Suns in six or seven, probably six. But you would have to think about it. And I think it's time to put these the Lakers in the conversation with the Nuggets and the Suns as a top three team, which is weird as fuck because they're. The seventh seed right now, maybe they're gonna they have a good chance of getting to four or five if things break right over the next three games. But they're the I think they're the third best team in the conference. What do you think? Dude, honestly, I'm thinking the I same think, thing. I, but you like if we all watched, or well, maybe not you, Isaac, but Donovan, did you see what happened last night when they played at Utah? I and did just see how what like happened. chillax and relax they were. I'm that was just only one game. But regardless of that one game and Kelly Olenek having humongous balls and pulling like he's Steph a few times towards the end of that game. Um, 
the Lakers are genuinely terrifying because of all the flowing pieces that they have. They've unlocked Austin Reeves, and he's a free throw merchant now. Like the Lakers have <laughs> the most favorable whistle in the entire NBA. So he's like, good at it for real. Yeah, he's good at it for real. Jared Vanderbilt, Jared Vanderbilt, and uh, AD that defensive duo was insane. And LeBron, he looks so good right now. Like, the way he's moving, I haven't seen a move. Me, personally, that's what I noticed, at least. I haven't seen yeah. a move like that since last year. So See, the thing is, LeBron, he's looked good. He's getting better. Last night was his best game since he came back from injury. He still hasn't looked like as he quite as he did early in the year when he was really clicking, averaging 30. But he's been good enough. And AD has been a monster again. He had three oh, straight games where he had over 35 points. He dropped 40. Was it last night or the night before that? He dropped 40. Like... AD has been like top five to seven player AD you want. Mm -hmm. And like you said, having Jared Vanderbilt, having Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell, like they're a real team with shooting. And, you know, all the things we said when they made the trades that they could go through and could make them a contender in best case scenario. It's quick. I think this has basically been the best case scenario, right? Absolutely. You can't, ask for, you can't really ask for anything better. Dennis Schroeder is going to off the bench, though. Oh, yeah, that that's true. But Dennis Schroeder, regardless of the fact, is going to hold it down and you're not going to. Like, be dead if you don't have yeah. D'Lo in the starting lineup. And then Rihachimir is solid and consistent off the bench as well. I don't hear Donovan's sake, though, on this. No, I mean, listen, they're... I I really, really do hate the Lakers. I really do. I know you do. But, but, they, they're, but, they're, they're, but they're, they're, they're fantastic. Nice. They're, they're nice They're fantastic. No, no they're, they're nice. They're nice. Yeah. And they have... They 100% have, have a chance. Um, I think the only thing... And it's kind of the only thing... Well, not the only thing, but it's one of the main reasons why I think I would still pick against the Suns to win the conference is I just don't trust that LeBron and AD are going to be able to stay healthy for, for two and a half months. That's, that's the only yeah. that, that's, that's, the, that's the only thing. But if we're just talking about everybody's well, health. On. What's up? Do you trust that Chris Paul and Kevin Durant are going to stay healthy? No, for I don't. Months? I don't. And that's that's, that's what true. I'm saying. That's what I said. It's one of the it's one of the main reasons why I don't think that I would pick the Suns to get out of the conference. Oh, okay. So you pick neither. Okay. Yeah, I still I still have faith in Denver to mm. to make the finals, um, okay. just because Chris Paul like clockwork every <laughs> single year something happens to him. Kevin Durant hasn't been able to stay healthy. LeBron, even though that he's looked good, he still looks like he's coming off of a foot injury. Right, like I like he's the only time that LeBron is ever going to be a hundred percent in any given season moving moving forward now is game one. That's it. After that, the yeah. after, after that he's an old man who needs immense ice packs after every single quarter. <laughs> so like there's there's gonna be injury concerns like that. However, defensively they look good. If the three ball is dropping for LeBron, which it which it was last night, they have the chance to to run this table and to get to the conference finals potentially. And yeah. which would, which would mean beating Phoenix in the process, but God, Denver, they, they, no, they look, they look good. They look yeah. good, man. When LeBron Reeves and AD are playing, they have a 121 offensive rating and a 108 defensive rating. God, For those man, back dog. home who aren't math inclined, that is a 100, that is a plus 13 point differential, making them yeah, a 99th percentile lineup in the NBA. Yeah, You're going to make me just... lose my language over the Lakers. Top 1% of the league. I can't yeah, stand it. I feel like every time we do talk about the Lakers, though, and we're, like, expecting some huge, uh, like, we're just projecting what they should be doing in the playoffs and whatnot, like, 
like I just I just remember so many times like some something random effed up happens to them. Like last time we talked about the Lakers, it was fucking LeBron, and then he popped something in his foot, and then the season it seemed like the season was dead in the water. So it's like always something. So Donovan's right about that. I think yeah. I like currently if I was to have all my trust in one team, I still would select the Denver Nuggets because they've like shown that consistency, especially on the health side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know, at the end of the day, if I if you put like a gun to my head, I'm gonna say the Phoenix Suns, um, yeah. just because that lineup is just too OD and powerful, and the Nuggets are it's not built for to protect or defend that lineup whatsoever. No one is. Sun, <laughs> that's that's yeah. the thing. No, nobody in the NBA is built. For I that. mean, if if yeah. there's if there's a team that's worse, I don't. I almost think there's no team worse equipped to defend the Suns. The Not Kings. almost, because there's there's definitely hella <laughs> hella other teams as well, but they're definitely like one of the five worst teams equipped. Yeah, in the yeah, yeah. I see because they have a slow footed center, right? Like it's hard to yeah, slow footed yeah. center. Michael Porter Jr. has been. Better at, like positioning himself, but he's he still got not tunnel like, vision. Nuggets fans say has, that. I don't believe he has. That. T- I don't know. He has. T- my, he Michael has Porter been... Jr. is see mm-hmm. shot, take shot. Like that's <laughs> that is what he has. He has that that in him. It's, it's yeah. So funny. But on on defense, he's been using his big body just a little bit more, and uh, he's not as like a walk in the park. But still, like I'm Kevin. <laughs> Kevin Durant is gonna treat him like he's a he's a prance in the car like are you kidding me like no no wait this nothing nothing's fucking stopping him bro what's it called one thing you mentioned i'm gonna go back to mo you talked about how it's always something with the lakers and a few weeks ago lebron got hurt and we were like oh the season's fucked and you mentioned that as like you know it's something that we always have to worry about with him happening again i think that is the inverse we wrote them off a month ago and without the greatest player ever they kept their season afloat and didn't just like hit P500 and like maintain themselves. They got better and moved up the standings. So like that is very inspiring to me in terms of like what this team can be because every contender can be good without their star player because they have good infrastructure around them. And that hasn't been the case for Lakers. That's why the past couple of years have been trash because when AD gets hurt, they don't have any depth. But we see that now. That's not the case. They can win without one of those guys. I will that say though, true. Their, mm-hmm. their schedule down the stretch has been very favorable so, sure, I, so so I think so, the games in front of you. No, I understand. I'm saying though, when that transfers to like if LeBron gets hurt and you're in the middle of a series against the Nuggets or against the Suns, <laughs> yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah, yeah, much, that's much different than having to play Chicago, or having to play Utah on a random <laughs> night. Like that's a that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not trying to say they beat the Nuggets, they lost LeBron. It's just that that shows you they have quality players around LeBron mm-hmm. because they can win on any given NBA night. And so obviously you still need your guys to win the playoffs. But it shows you that those guys are quality enough to, you know, play around those stars and be good enough to win against the best teams. That's fair. That's fair. I, yeah, I think I, I think over, I think overall I agree mm-hmm. with you. I think that they are, they have to be the third best in the in the conference, and they have to be the the third best, you know, favorite or trusted whatever team. It just it just has to be them. Yeah, and it feels so disrespectful because like the Grizzlies and Kings just been rattling off, being great all year. And like nobody takes them seriously as contenders, which you know you you understand why they don't have top flight talent in terms of like star power. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's John Morant, but the Kings have two like B plus, maybe A minus guys, not like a true star star. But like, yeah. do we think they? I mean, well, they can win I a first think round series if both they them. played a team like the Golden State Warriors. Like it might be wraps for the Warriors, and I don't so I'm not sure how how much I trust them. Andrew Wiggins is back and all that, but like I'm not sure if Andrew Wiggins can be the automatic band aid that they're expecting to fix them. all those issues. 
You let's know. talk about them. They're yeah, probably going to play the Suns in the first round in the four or five series. The Kings so let's say Andrew Wiggins Sun, is back. Or the Warriors. Let's say Andrew Wiggins is back for the Warriors. Oh. They're not going to be as good as they were last year playoffs. They need time to gel. They still can't win home games. I mean, away games. We can't give them too much benefit of the doubt, but you can give them a little bit of benefit of the doubt, right? They're still the Warriors in the, the day. Yeah, they're what still it, the Warriors at the end of the what's day. What's that series look like to you? I, I don't know. Like, you have to give them the respect. They have some, like, the greatest shoes of all time. And Draymond Green has been forever been a monster on the defensive end of the court. Um, but it's so hard. If they go against the second, a team like the Kings, correct? No, no. Oh, they're the going to play the Suns first. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> if they go against a team like the Suns, they're kind of actually, like, well-equipped to go ahead and defend the Suns. So, it could be a... It could be an actual upset that we might witness, but at the That'd same time, that would be that would be so that would be don't, such a don't wild let that turn. happen. Do that not, would be such do a wild turn. But if there's happen. a team that can do it, it's definitely the Warriors. I'm not trusting bro, the Nuggets. If I'm that happens, my Steph team, better agenda will never die. You yeah, will if, never hear the end of it from me. Listen, if there's a team that can do it, a, like it's not. That's they a, match up so well. So right now, right now the Warriors are the are the fifth seed, right? So they would have three home games. That's at least three wins because somehow they just don't lose at home, right? They were down, they were they were down to the to the Thunder last night, went on this crazy run, right? End up winning the game by by a very like comfortable margin. They just find ways to win at home, so it just that just okay, doesn't matter. When you say that they don't win a, they don't lose at home, but you can say that that's four road games. They don't win on the road. So no, like. I know, I know, but if Andrew Wiggins is there, I think you may be able to get one, and like that's the. That's the dangerous part with the Warriors is that they are so dominant at home and that they don't have to go back and forth on the road. They don't have to go and get two on the road. They can split. They can split the first two or they can just find one. That's all you need. And if you have Steph Curry, if you have Steph Curry, then like then you have a chance in road games. Yeah. But I mean, I would say Kevin Durant has never lost in a Suns uniform. So if you have Kevin Durant, you could win one in Golden State. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. But it's going to be a crazy series. Yeah, we haven't seen. Wiggins I, I think I think and... I would take the Suns. I think I would take the Suns right now. Yeah, but it would probably. I would be shocked if it went anything less than six games. Absolutely, yeah. I ten thousand percent agree. We haven't seen Wiggins and uh, Gary Payton Jr. like suit up on the court, and we haven't seen just like all them work in unity because every Wiggins been out majority of the yeah. second half of the season, and so like. Just thinking about it from a logistical standpoint and seeing every single matchup, Kevon Looney, he's a beast. I think he's he's one of the league leaders in offensive rebounds. Um, and seeing how he matches up against DeAndre Ayton, it's not an easy matchup whatsoever. He's so scrappy. Um, and I'm taking seeing... Loon. I'm taking Loon. <laughs> on, on the offensive glass. I'm taking I'm taking Kevon Looney. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. That's such a terminally online NBA fan take. Colonial I know. That's so Aiden. nasty. I'm thinking, just, just on the offensive glass, obviously Aiden is the better player. Loon's a dog. Loon's a monster on the offensive yeah, glass. Respect Looney, yeah. You're in the trenches when it comes to NBA fandom, bro. But I definitely <laughs> agree with you. I'm taking. I'm definitely taking the Suns, but it will not surprise me at all if this was a, a major upset. If there was going to be an upset, it would be this. It would be this one. Listen, I have irrational faith in the Warriors. If you give me three games with Andrew Wiggins back and they look like the Warriors, I'm going to come on this podcast and be fucking crazy with my predictions. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Don't let me see 2021 Andrew Wiggins out there looking great again. 
21 Wiggins with this Curry. Oh, my goodness, bro. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's going to be scary. This play, These playoffs are going to be so good. Generational. <laughs> it's going to be great. Let's keep talking about that, about the West playoff outlook, because there's one team I want to talk about who are not currently in the West playoff outlook, who we all expected to be. Oh. It was the title of our episode last week, the Dallas <laughs> who, Mavericks. Who's we? Who's we? All right, whatever. Yeah. whatever. Last week, we, we titled the episode about the Dallas Mavericks failing. And, you know, we talked about this experiment with Luka and Kyrie hasn't worked for a myriad of reasons. It just keeps getting worse. Like, last week, <laughs> we were talking about, like, it was rock bottom. Now there's reports from Sharon yes. Serrani that they're thinking How about shutting down Kyrie go? and Luka for the season. How low season. can you go? <laughs> they're going to shut them down for the season? Are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. It's a, it's a failure. It's, like, we use the term, like, we joke around with things being, like, generational if they shut these guys down for the season or if they miss the play in, this is legitimately a generational failure. <laughs> this is like to trade assets, to go get Kyrie Irving, to have two all-stars on your team and not be able to be in the top 10 of the Western conference is Crazy. absolutely ridiculous. Ever. It's wild. It's, it's absolutely <sighs> ridiculous. There's so much going on with, with the Mavs, so much bad going on. And Speaking of the maps, and I saw I saw this today, has nothing to do with basketball, just made me upset. I saw that Reggie Bullock bought himself an island in Belize. <laughs> Guys, there's no way that anybody who is that bad at their job should be able to have enough money to buy an island. <laughs> we need to fix something. Reggie Bullock should not be out here owning islands. It, hey man, it, it sounds really like a did CBA me. problem if you ask me. <laughs> we'll get to that. We need to fix That's that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, we don't got to get too far into the Mavs again. We talked about it last episode extensively about why they suck. But I want to talk about that because on one day we got the report from Sham that they're going to potentially shut down Luka and Kyrie, which probably means if they lose tonight and they're like out of it, they're going to be like, why, why make them play the last three games? They're not making the play in. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, the next day he reported they still intend to sign Kyrie Irving. Kyrie intends to test the free agent market. So he's not going to do an extension, but they're going to actively try to resign him. You know, that's within that they, have same, they have to. They have to. They have to. So within that same conversation, uh, Mark Cuban went ahead, or another reporter asked him, "Okay, so what about like Christian Wood?" And he was like, "I'm not going to go ahead and go down the list of players on this roster." And that's just like so <laughs> like, yeah. out of line. But like you guys are saying, yeah, they pretty much have to. What else do you expect to, for him to say? They're fucked if they yeah. don't have to. If they so yeah, they have to. You're right. That's the moral story. So. They're stuck with this team. They're stuck with Kyrie and Luka. Do you see a world where it gets better next year? Because this year, they're fucked. It's cooked. We don't even got to talk about it anymore. It has to get better. It right? Ha- yeah. It, it has to get better. There's no way. Oh, they've lost three in a row. They're three and seven in the last 10 games. They have to be better than this. If you get rid of Christian Wood, if you find some shooters who can actually shoot the basketball. Screw that. If you find some guys who can play defense and be taller than 6'4". Listen. Hmm. Please go to Summer League. Send your best scouts. Tell them don't come back until you find somebody who will run up and down the court who just has major effort. Even if guys just try harder than what they are the right now. The Kumbo make this team better. <laughs> he, he's getting a max contract. He's he's at least the, the at least the the mid level. It just has to be better. You just has to be better. Paying two point five M's just to headbutt people and clap when you're down by thirty. <laughs> like what? That's what we doing now. <laughs> Damn. Oh people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, he's ridiculous. He's crazy. But no, it has to it has to get better. I think if the offensive side of the ball 
is already like if you have Luca and Kyrie, we've seen that the offense has has been great. You have these two dynamic ball handlers that can play off of, of one another and can can give you a really good foundation for how to build your offense, right? And if we're talking about like in a regular season context, that can win you a, a lot of games. We've already talked about their their defensive struggles a lot. That's the one that's like outside of resigning Kyrie, that's going to be the main thing that they have to address. But if they can, if they can, you know, swap out Christian Wood for somebody who's, you know, maybe not as talented offensively, I think that's okay because again, you have Luca, you have Kyrie, you have offense from them. And I promise you, Luca's not gonna be Luca's not gonna be upset if he has to take a lot of shots, considering that Kyrie is on the other side of him. So it's not like they're yeah. double teaming shots. It's not like he's forcing shots up. You know? Yeah. And if they fall to the bottom ten, like they might be trying to do they'll keep their first round pick this year. So Christian Wood and a hopefully top 10 pick and a really good draft, that can get you a little something. Maybe if the Blazers decide to blow it up, does it, do you give a top 10 pick for Jeremy Grant? It's a bit rich of a price, but Jeremy Grant would help a lot for this team. That's high. That's high. Yeah, top, t- top 10 high. for Jeremy Grant's wild. Wow, but I mean, they, what else are they going to do? Jeremy Grant would be perfect for this team. I guess Jeremy so. Grant would be perfect, but man, I don't know if I'd want to pay Jeremy, Jeremy Grant that type of bag and you just yeah. funnel yourself into this nasty... Another nasty wormhole, bro. For sure, for sure. And I, I'm talking to my ass. I don't know if Jamie Grant's available, if it makes sense at all. Yeah. I just mean, like, if they, hopefully style, if they fall out, sure. if they get to that top 10 pick, they'll have a, a good asset to make a move, which is, like, kind of what they need to bank wait. on, right? Yeah. Don't, they, wait, do, don't the Knicks own their pick? Then It's top 10 protected. So if they fall out oh, of the okay. gotcha. plan range okay. and they get get some draft luck, then they can keep it. But, yeah, they have to, they have to bank on that because – for some for some reason over decades free agents don't want to go to Dallas and they're apparently not like people are not lining up at the uh, at the Mavericks facility to go and sign a contract so they have to force people to come into the building so yeah that's 100% the the game plan is to try and trade for a third piece and try to get this thing going I'm looking yeah. at this at the list of unrestricted free agents who could possibly help out with the Dallas Mavericks situation. Is it dry out there, and this is very bleak. I'm looking at names like Lonnie Walker, Joe Ingles, Hamadou Diallo, Kendrick Nunn, Mason Plumlee, Jakob <laughs> Pertl. But oh, Bird these guys are going to suck for like years. <laughs> so Jay Crowder, like Dylan Brooks, Jakob Pertl would be good. Yakupert would be a great signing. Maybe that's. A, I don't even. That's are they gonna have cast space once they sign Kyrie? I don't even know if they will. I don't. I don't know. And Kelly Oubre, he's gonna ask for a bag. For some reason, he's averaging twenty points per game this season. And it's like there's no Keep real Kelly situation for the Dallas Mavericks chips. unless they pull strings and like a team really, a team looking to revamp their roster wants to go ahead and switch things up and throw a all star caliber or fringe all star caliber type player. Like what if what if the Dallas Mavericks went ahead and traded for like you think a top what is Macau Bridges Bridges worth? Is he worth a top ten pick? <laughs> no, they, they have they don't have anywhere near enough for Bridges. They would have to they would have to pick. trade Kyrie for Mikhail Bridges. Yeah no, no. you're thinking about this all wrong. They're not doing anything like that. What the reality is for them next year is the mid-level exception, giving it to somebody who isn't useless like they did for JaVale McGee this year. Getting, They're going to need veteran minimum guys, getting guys that can actually play defense, and basically exchanging these guys they have now that are small and can shoot for guys that are big and can play defense, right? Just readjusting the type of role players they have around their stars now since the, their whole team outlook changed since they have two small guards now. 
well, not small guards, but two defensively lacking guards. Yeah. So it's really just the small stuff like that, and that'll add up in totality to fit better. But what type of – I feel like I'm not thinking about this wrong, though, because those type of guys are really not out there for real and available for real. At least well, I mean, this offseason. I mean, like Jay Crowder, they can we'll give him a little exception. Oh, Jay, Jay Crowder Crowder's would help. Turn around the Dallas Mavericks, like no, <laughs> man, not no, no. Jay Crowder won't spin the needle, but you sign Jay Crowder as middle of exception. You trade Christian Wood to sign trade for Jakopodal, and then you ship out Tim Hardaway Jr. for a a three and D guard, whoever that may be, whoever's out there available. And you know, you just do a bunch of small stuff like that, and then suddenly you have three good perimeter defenders, a solid rim protector. Dwight Powell is a backup big, Kleba is a backup power forward, and it's just like, you know, it's not any one addition to make a difference. It's a totality of a bunch of small additions. Yeah, and all this is banking on, all this matters only if you sign Kyrie Irving, and you don't, <laughs> yep. no one really wants to trust that, bro. Like, that's yeah. the biggest, that's my big, biggest thing. Like, if there's a star player that I trust the least in the NBA, it is by far Kyrie. I mean, yeah, as, as it should be. <laughs> well as he should be. So just like that's why I'm just like I think they're cooked from the get go, bro. They're done. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough. Uh, and now Mark Cuban got a laser beam on his head. <laughs> yeah, man. The the West is crazy right now. It's we're not talking about the East today because there's not that much to talk about. It's kind of like we're just waiting for the playoffs because we we know the top seven like it's kind of in stone. So I want to move on to something a little bit different. A few days ago, the NBA and the Player Associ- a Players Association agreed to a new CBA, which is a massive deal. Because for those who don't know, the CBA is basically the rule book that the NBA operates off of in agreement with the players that decides everything from top down. It decides what players make, in like what their percentage of revenue is, what the rules for trading draft picks are, etc. And every year they have, not every year, I think it's every seven years, they sit down and do negotiations for a whole year to try to redo this deal. And that just happened. So we have, we have a lot to talk about with that. <laughs> Donovan, what was the let's, first let's thing that stood it. out to you in this new CBA? Wait, what did you say? What was the first thing that stood out to you about this new CBA? It was, it's clearly the the new regulations, for, yeah, for, for the awards. Um, that was that was one of the biggest things that stuck. Wow. That stuck. T- tell me about that. What is wow. it? Wow, I can't talk. That was one of the biggest things that stuck out to me. Basically now, for to qualify for like MVP, DPOY, all the major awards, you have to play at least 65 games in the season, mm-hmm. which has been a very like, you know, contentious point for this season because a lot of a lot of, of the star players have missed games. You know, people are trying to push back on the load management wave that's been that's been coming out. You want your star players to be playing as many games as possible. So now you have 17 games of leeway to to miss. We've seen a couple people kind of push back on that. Draymond Green came out today and said that it's going to be basically a good idea until a whole bunch of bums end up on the all NBA list. <laughs> and while I like, I understand the sentiment of you're not getting the top guys on the like all NBA list, top guys in, in the MVP. It's also, Hey, we're getting people who actually played basketball this year. Right. Like, like, like one of the best and like people say it a lot, and it means it means a lot in certain cases. I think that this is one of those cases, but like one of the best availabilities is or one of the best abilities is availability. And I think that there's something to that. And when we're talking about like the best 15 players in the league, yeah, like if you've okay. only played 60 games a year, a la Anthony Davis for a couple of seasons or like Kyrie for a couple of years, like you haven't been on the court, so why are you eligible for a lot of these awards? Okay. I'm about to disagree so, so real hard quick. with you. you real quick. So I'm gonna lob this to you. If this rule was implemented today, 
what does first team and second team all NBA look like? Because it's going to be nasty. No Damian Lillard, no John Morant, no Steph Curry, no James Harden. Obviously, no Anthony Davis or LeBron. So many names. But it's going to be Shay. Let me curb that first because I, I heard on Zach Bowe's podcast, he was talking with, I forgot, one of the other ESPN writers. I think it was Kevin Pelton. He was hearing something that it's going to be not as, it's not cut and dry. 65 is a hard line. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Thank like God. under review. So, like, if you, like Damian Lillard got shut down for low management, it's not his fault. Those will be counted against them, stuff like that. He was hearing that it might be that. So, like, if you're injured, that's allowed. But if you get suspended, that's not allowed. You know what I mean? Those will count against you for the mm-hmm. 65. If that's the case, then things are different. Then that's okay, right? Because most players will be fine that we're talking about. But back to your point, Donovan, the whole availability is the best ability thing. And you're saying if it's not the best players, it's the people who played. I this That's a general thing, thing we're seeing, right? People really hate on players who get injured now. Obviously, Anthony Davis is case in point. And I'm always the one defending him. But I'm not doing that because I'm an Anthony Davis lover, right? I just think it's so stupid. Hey, that... you are. Okay, whatever. You, but... <laughs> you, do love, you do love AD. I guess. But I think it's so stupid that people hold this against them as if it's their fault. Like, they're just soft pussies. Like, they just can't play. Mm-hmm. When the reality of the modern NBA is the game is faster. There's more possessions. There's more running. There's more space to run back and forth. Players get hurt more. That is an undeniable reality of the game now. You can look it up Absolutely. and see it with all the movement the numbers. Yeah. Exactly. It's a different game. Anthony Davis it's isn't a, a pussy. Game. If David Robinson played today, he might have got hurt a lot because he wasn't running up and down, defend the three-point line, running back. You know what I mean? So yeah, to know that and still line, like, do this. Guarding smaller guards and being asked to do all these crazy-ass yeah. switches and, like, bro, these nasty-ass screens banging up your body. Like, it's unreal. Yeah, that's true. Players get hurt more. It's undeniable fact. So why are we punishing them for that when we know that's the case? Like, it seems ass backwards to me to not acknowledge that fact and go the other way and act like it's somebody's fault. Like, the load management thing is so overblown. That is so, like, small of a portion of the reality of why players miss games. I I don't know if that's the Players Association pushing that because players are sick of guys who get hurt a lot getting recognition or some shit. Probably not. And if it's the NBA side wanting this, why? What do they have to gain from this? Okay, so a couple things on that. One, one, if you do not play, right? Like if, like, so what's your line? What What is your line for how many games that, that you can miss? Because clearly, like, if somebody only played 25 games out of an 82-game season, they're not I mean, going to yeah, be, come on. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're, yeah. they're not going to be in contention. Everybody has a line for what, for, you know, where you're eligible at. The NBA is setting their line here. And so whether you think 17 games is a weird number or it's like not a good percentage or anything like that, we can talk about that. Mm-hmm. I think, though, that to have a line that says you have to play this many games to be considered as an all NBA talent, which they do for points per game for like for all the seasonal for all the season yeah, yeah. leaders, they already do that. So why can we do it for the points per game stuff, but we can't do it for all NBA? I'll tell you what. I like that. So. You said everybody has their line, right? True. That was That's already ingrained in voters' mindsets. Like you said, if Anthony Davis plays 48 games, he's not going to make it. But if Anthony Davis plays 60, he might make it because you weigh it in totality with everything's a sliding scale. If his impact and talent is a 99, he would be a shoo-in if it was only that. But if his availability is a 50, you know, you just kind of do some mental average and say, is it worth it? That is a thing already. So why, as if as the NBA, would you make this a thing that's you know like in the rule book and not allow voters to do that all that does is just continue this harmful narrative that's anti-player and getting hurt where 
we're seeing players get, you know, okay, let me not say that because Twitter roasting doesn't really matter. They're but you know, bashed. it's not, it's it not effective. It's not branding. helpful. Yeah, it's not helpful at all to make it a point of emphasis to bash players for getting hurt and pull it against them. Or even like someone like Damian Lillard who got shut down because his team is tanking the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Damian Lillard wouldn't make 65. He should be third team All-NBA. You know what I mean? I just don't see any helpfulness to setting a number when, like you said, people already have one in their heads as voters. So what's the helpfulness of putting one? I think it's to make things a little bit more clear and a little bit more more uniform. When we were talking about, when we did our episode about our All-Star games, right? A whole bunch, we all had guys like in the starting lineups or reserves. And it's like, oh, this guy hasn't played that much, but I'm still going to give it to him, this and that. And all of us had different criterias. The NBA is saying, hey, there's like, there's tens of millions of dollars on the line with each what which each one of these things like people lose out on thirty million dollars because they don't make a certain all NBA team or they don't win MVP and things like there that. There you go. So should they lose that now for getting hurt? <laughs> should it be guaranteed because they got hurt that they don't get that? That's that's fucked to me. It'd be like that sometimes, but it, it shouldn't be. It doesn't have to be. <laughs> like if if you and so like what you were talking about earlier with. Uh, with, with Zach Lowe and what they were talking about and like if there's like a, a plus minus right that I've, I don't I don't think that a hard line is correct uh, but I do think that like if you have the line to where like this is the range that we're going to have a higher and we're going to have a lower I think that's okay and you can have a little bit of margin of error but I do think that setting a line and saying this is the area in which we are going to say you are eligible I think that's correct and so and so if we want to say it we want to set it at 65. I think that's okay. If we're going to say, oh, well, you know, Dame, he w- he was on track to play, right? He was healthy enough to play. The team shut him down. We can we can give him that, and then everything can happen. You know you know yeah. what I'm saying? So like, Yeah, if, like, yeah. if that's the case, then, then this is a non-conversation. That's fine, right? Yeah. If they do it as like they look at each game played and say it falls in this bucket where it's okay or this bucket where it's not okay, mm-hmm. not okay is suspension or player's choice of sitting out or whatever, okay is injury or player's choice of sitting down. I mean, or team's choice of sitting them down. Fine. Then we have nothing to talk about. But I don't know if that's going to be the case because that seems like it would cause a lot of controversy. We'll see how this first year goes. I think it's going to be very interesting. And especially with a whole bunch of stars getting hurt as it is, there's all there's always like from here on out, there's going to be a lot of conversation every single year about who's playing, who's not, what load what load management looks like, which really like it affects even even when we get to like all NBA load management really only affects about five guys like five like five to eight guys in, in the league it barely affects them like it's so overblown yeah. really they're talking about the fans who came to show up and took which is a real thing and it does yeah, yeah it does miles so. for sure yeah anyways let's, there's, there's a lot of changes in the cba let's move on from this one topic because we got a lot to hit another one is the mid-season tournament is happening as soon as next year it's for sure happening how do y'all feel about that i know donovan has some opinions i wasn't I a have... fan well you go you go first man, man. I want to hear oh, you. Yeah, I'm so conflicted as to how this will look and if like players will genuinely care about this at the end of the day. Like, yeah, sure, cool. You're throwing money at these players, and that's a good incentive incentive that they're throwing out there. But like at the end of the day, if we're being a real 20 years from now, are we really gonna be looking at someone like I don't know De'Aaron Fox or John Moran's career and be like, ah, nah, you know, he wasn't like that because he don't have any uh, midseason tournament. No matches <laughs> or medals like that's just like that's not the point though you know yeah, yeah I don't know I I have really mixed feelings about this and it doesn't really intrigue me okay what about you Donovan I was I'm gonna take the easy way out I'm gonna reserve judgment 
because I was I I was I was hesitant on the play in. I still think that there's a couple of things that that they can be done to fix the uh to not to fix but to improve the play in. For the in season tournament, I don't think that a money incentive is the correct thing to do. I, I don't know if there's an incentive big enough to make this like matter instantly maybe this happens yeah. maybe this happens 15 years down the road where like it has some lore behind it but the money in the nba is already big enough to where a majority of the guys like if you throw a pool of 20 million dollars at 15 players and they all split it like okay so we all get an extra million like that that doesn't matter to to lebron he makes that in a day and yeah, it matters then, to austin reeves it no it, you it don't does, think lebron but, wants to win that for austin reeves <laughs> Listen, they, these dudes don't care. They don't. They don't care about the money that they're throwing at chair at their own charities in the All Star game. Bro, nobody, no, no. nobody cares. In the locker room. No, and nobody, you know nobody these cares guys about that. On the Bobby roster are making four million dollars this year, and they can get a million dollar check. They're gonna. They're log. Their teammates. They're gonna care about that. If LeBron, I think. If you think that the LeBron mm-hmm. is like, listen, I got to go all out to get Austin Reeves this this million dollars <laughs> when, <Y'all>, when <laughs> no, when they have a, when they have a legitimate chance to win the finals, and LeBron's like. Oh no! Like we need my, we need me for the finals. Why am I going to go extra hard for this tour? I could just write Austin Reeves a check for a million dollars and it'll save us a whole <laughs> bunch of time. Y'all are going back and forth about no, LeBron no, 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 and Austin Reeves' career uh, relationship. Y'all <laughs> are no, disgusting, no, no. man. The More is, so, I feel you. like so, this. I'm reserving I feel judgment. Like, I need to see how yeah. it's going to be set up. Okay. I, I, yeah. I don't. I don't know exactly what all the parameters are going to be like. I don't know what the incentives are are going to be like. And if the incentives are more team based, to where it's like. Okay, if you win this, then you get an extra draft pick or something like that. That doesn't yeah. necessarily incentivize the guys on the team rather than That's the crazy. front office. So yeah. we have to see how yeah. all of this plays out. I'm More thinking... so. Go ahead. When I'm thinking about this, like it's not a real like benchmark or milestone for any team other than the teams that are like in the middle of the pack and are just trying to figure things out like the Sacramento Kings or the Oklahoma City Thunder or hell the Orlando Magic like as of late because they've been an actual respectable good team since All-Star break. Um, and so I don't know like if it's really moving the needle for the teams you want it to move the needle for in terms of like interest midseason. But um, that's my standpoint. I think it. It just, it, when we talk yeah. about it, we're so focused on like, is this going to be a big deal that people care about? Is this going to be the best thing ever? And I feel that's taking the wrong viewpoint because – no one's saying it's going to revolutionize the NBA. Apparently, this is Adam Silver's like love child project. I don't I think he thinks this is going to be like bigger than the finals or as good as the finals. Like, it's not. We're not trying to say that the midseason tournament is going to be an accomplishment to itself. That's like you know I want to win this. But if so, a lot of things I've been theorized that they're going to do is there's going to be basically five games in the season that were already played. That's going to be the midseason tournament, right? So they're not really going to add games to the calendar. What's the downside if it's just like a cool tournament in the middle? to spark interest in the middle of the season to just, you know, give the dead point of the season some life. It's just five extra games. The players don't want to care. Then they won't want it. It's whatever. It just counts as the other games to their schedule. What's the downside? There is no not cool downside. Enough? If you are creating a, a tournament, if you're, if you're creating a, a tournament that doesn't have like either history behind it or immediate buy-in from the players, then the one thing that you would want to have in it is to like get people ramped up and to add some some juice into it is stakes, right? Like like you would want to tune in purely for purely for the stakes because if at the end of the day we're all still vying for an NBA Finals championship and the midseason tournament is just like a blip in the journey, 
okay, I want to see like what the stakes are so I can get excited about this because this, this doesn't contribute to the overall thing or like, it's just a part of the process. If the stakes aren't there, then why should I care about this any more than just a regular, regular season game? What's wrong That's with what that? I'm saying. I mean, so, I mean, obviously, I feel it's like, a tournament. You will care more than the regular season game. Let's yeah. say it's comparable to – let's say it's closer to a random regular season game than it is in the NBA Finals. That's fine. Like, you, you we're acting like that has to have some crazy justification to add a change. It could be slightly better than what we have now, and it's like, why not, right? Like, it's not – there's no downside to this. Yeah, it's, it's just not another cool layer like, of so entertainment overall, and I think yeah. if they're doing their job. It's not moving the needle. No one's going to, like – no one should expect it to be monumental or change – or rewrite history whatsoever i think a lot of people when it comes to like during the midseason or when things get boring they're focusing on what i want to see Kawhi, lebron go all out instead of taking it easy or taking a couple of nights off or taking possessions off when that's like these things just inherently like that's the wrong target audience these things are for the teams who are trying to prove something and make some noise and i think this is the perfect type of product that they're putting out there to give these teams who will give a fuck like a team like the Atlanta Hawks this is, I, this is, this is something meant for them you know these I are the mid for the tournament for the mid teams huh I think it's thank for the fans you. thank you thank it's you. for no, the no, fans but that. no it's not for the mid it's for, it's for the, the fans. fans people say for sure I don't care about the NBA until Christmas starts maybe now they'll say I don't care about the NBA until the midseason tournament starts and people that are coming into the season after football have this fun little tournament to watch and get an idea of what these teams are like They'll see, oh, right now in the middle of the season, the Celtics are the best team in the league. That's kind of like a cool parameter to know as I'm starting to watch the, the year and get into it. It's like you said, purely for entertainment, and that's fine. Like it doesn't have to be anything else. Yeah, exactly. I need I to. Just... I need to see the stakes. I need to see the setup. Um, again, I'm reserving judgment. I'm a little <laughs> bit. I'm a little bit skeptical because I don't think that the stakes think... are inher- I don't think that the stakes yeah. are inherently there, so I don't see like the overwhelming positive to it. But. We will, we will see. We'll see what Adam wants to do. We'll see what. I don't think I they have... need to be there. I don't think there's nothing logistically that he can do to make the stakes huge. And if oh, he tried to do that, then he would fuck up the end. I, I just rather wait till towards the end of the season. Me personally, but I do like this because I think, like again, I think that this will cater towards an entire new audience in the NBA, um, who deserves spotlight, which are more okay. so the underrated teams who are looking to make some type of noise and prove themselves and whatnot. Okay. Let's move on to some more stuff in the CBA. All NBA is positionless now. Not much to talk about there, but I think we're all very That's happy beautiful. about that. It's great. No more Joel B getting fucked over and being second team because there happens to be another yeah. center. So we're also, I'm sure we're all happy about that. Beautiful. Okay. The one and done rule is staying Jordan's. around. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. DeAndre Jordan's career. <laughs> yeah, R.I.P. to his fucking legacy. <laughs> yeah, no more, no more hints, thank God. But yeah, the one and done rule is staying around, so they're not going to do the players can come straight out of high school. At least for the next seven years, you got to have one year out of high school. That's, okay, I, I think I think I think from a from an NBA management perspective, I kind of like it. From a just like let people get their bag perspective, I don't like it. I think that it's wrong, um, and you should be able to you know be eighteen and be able to play professional basketball and, and make some money off of it. But for the NBA. You're investing a lot of money. You're investing a lot of draft picks. I think this is a way to get just a little, just another data point for front offices to look at players and evaluate the people that they're going to. to, But even um, then, divest these resources too. Not even a lot of NBA, not even a lot of college or high school players would be considered to be like high draft picks. So I believe it'll only be like maybe two, three players, like max four players at a time each and every season that that they. 
yeah, exactly. It's it'll be so rare. It'll be it's insanely yeah. rare to let's see about, let's, high let's school players drafted. You know, let's talk about this. Last like, ten years, which players would have came straight out of high school? First thing that comes to I mind, Ben Simmons would have. He ben, was that guy. Ben Simmons, you could say Zion, Zion would have. No, Zion wouldn't have. Zion wasn't like that. Premier Zion prospect. would have. You're crazy as hell. He would have. Bro, do you not remember Let's this? Move on. Zion was not. Uh, Zion was not the clear cut number one guy in his class. When he came to Duke, he blew up and was like, "Oh, this is the guy." But Zion wasn't viewed that way. So maybe you're saying he could have been good enough, sure. But he didn't have the cachet to be able to do that, right? He wouldn't have gone towards the top. Of, he was towards the top of the job, but I, dis- I disagree. I disagree. I, I, di- I disagree. He was number three I, in his class. Like, I think I think Zion he, still would have been a yeah. He uh, would have definitely rounder. been a first rounder. But the thing is, he wouldn't have tried because only people that are going to do it are people that are clear cut number one in their class. Like mm-hmm. they're going into the first year knowing they're going to be number one pick. Like Victor Wamanyana, he would have done it. No, maybe Chet Holmgren. No. I don't, probably not. No, but like Zion, Zion wasn't the clear cut guy. Ben Simmons was. Although Zion wasn't the clear cut guy, he was the clear cut. This dude is different type of guy. You can say Bobo and whatnot, and and he was surrounded by. No, he wasn't, bro. Y'all, no, he was not. He was RJ. RJ at the start of the season, RJ was the guy for for Duke, and then after like three games, and then after three games, everyone was like, "Yeah, Yeah, RJ, you really shouldn't be the lead of this team." Sophomore year, Zion blew up with these dunks against these little teams that were like, "Oh, this is cute. This guy can dunk real good. He's big. I don't know if he's good yet." Junior year, we're like, oh, he's actually pretty good. Senior year, he's like, oh, he's a top five player in his class. But he was never, like, the guy in his class at all in high school. Like, yeah. his – it really it's a testament to him. His rise up the ranks throughout his career was pretty great. Uh-huh. Yeah, but, shout out to him. But who else was there that would have came out of high school? Anthony Davis would have. Yes. Anthony Davis would have? Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think. Maybe Cade Cunningham? He, yeah, probably Cade Cunningham uh. would have. I'm I'm blank, I'm blanking on I don't uh, in terms of like these guys like high look, school ranks I I forget a lot of Cade was on that Montverde team that had Scotty Barnes and Moses Moody and he was like clear cut number one he only he went to yeah. Oklahoma State and took an unserious college year like he probably would have just ducked that year and went to the NBA like, to be honest now I don't think he would duck that year because he had family ties with Oklahoma State and whatnot but uh, regardless of the fact like the the list is very short yeah and like it doesn't. It, it, like I think the NBA just adding on. I feel like th- they completely missed the mark on this because mm-hmm. now, like you, kind of handy handicap yourself from another potential storyline that could have been talked about, and just a whole new layer of like conversation that would have been surrounded around this entire thing. And there's there you. What, what would be the hurt? What would be the pain? Oh, a team drafts a player who's who's not ready whatsoever. Um, okay, that's the team's fault. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's a reason why like majority of people will still go to college and G yep. League and all these other options. You know, so that's just sometimes a you swing and you miss. Opinion. Oh well, not our yep, problem. That's true. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, literally right. gambling. And speaking like speaking of gambling, oh my goodness. Yeah, let's fire what through these. There's a lot on. of small stuff that people aren't that interested in, but that's one of them. So yeah, players can have sponsorships from things like FanDuel, DraftKings, all these gambling sites, which is you know like like you're alluding to a little bit weird because. You're not allowed to bet on yourself to your player, obviously. That's a very big no-no. So to be affiliated with a gambling thing is kind of strange. That is not a good look at all. It is yes, It is not suspect. It is not a good look. The NBA is already facing every, every major sports league who is now, like, throwing themselves into this gambling world. It is very, very weird to be able to, like, to have the gambling and then also duck the allegations that you are, <laughs> that your game is still pure and that nothing is being touched, especially 
especially for the NBA, who has had yeah. who has had um, gambling and rigging scandals in the past in the finals at the highest level. Yeah, and this is not a good idea for them. And it also along the same lines, NBA players can now invest in NBA teams and WNBA teams. They can be part owners. Which, I know, sounds fucking nuts on top. Like, is LeBron going to be a part owner in the Hornets? Why is he going to try to win against the Hornets? But that's not exactly how it works. They can only invest in these teams if they invest in private equity firms that are buying portions of teams. And those those private equity firms have to buy portions of multiple teams. So that, that's, that's why it makes sense. Okay. And basically, it's just so players can have some ownership and stake in the NBA rising in valuation. Like, we're seeing the Washington Commanders are about to sell, and the valuation is like $6 billion dollars. So NBA players are like, oh, when these NBA teams are about to sell, these valuations are going to be ridiculous. Let me invest in that so I can get a piece of the pie that I'm helping grow. Are you all cool with this? Yeah, for the uh, most part right now. It's, it, I mean, we'll, it sounds familiar. We will see. I don't know. We will see. Yeah. It sounds familiar to what like a lot of regular employees have a part of their job. Like, for example, if you work at Publix, then you get to have a certain uh, – you get to hold a share within yeah. the same company. But at the same time, it's kind of weird because, like, the NBA is huge and there's, like, a lot of mini companies under under this big-ass umbrella company. So I get it and I understand it. And I think it is, like, progressive. But, I mean, I remember, like, a couple a – couple, maybe last year I heard Andre Iguodala in an interview talk about how he had, like – I think he worked some deal with um Joe Lacob or something like that when it comes to having some – not part ownership of the Warriors, but like having a tiny piece of the cake once he's like gone and done off of the team. And it was like really? an under under the table. Yeah, it was some type some type of under the table handshake Ooh. on his like point forward podcast. <laughs> he talked nature. about that. It seems like it circumvents yeah. the, the CBA very heavily. Yeah, so that this should yeah. we should not be admitting to that. It's crazy. Very weird. But all right. Okay. L- last thing in the Damn. CBA change I want to talk about real quick. They basically saw that the Clippers, Warriors, and Nets over the last few years have been spending way more than every other team in the league. And some owners have complained about that, the poor teams, about the disadvantage that the Warriors have the right to spend $300 million on payroll because they can pay all the tax in the world because they're rich. And now the NBA is hurting those teams for it. Basically, they're adding in a second luxury tax threshold. So if you spend $17.5 million more than the, the salary cap, you can't use your mid-level exception. And you can't bring in more money in trades than you send out. Yeah, that's Which, whack. That's whack. Stop, whack. stop pocket watching. Get your money up, broke <laughs> boys. Like that's what I exactly. thought the game was. We're, we're this is a club of thirty billionaires, and we're trying to protect their pockets. Stop being, stop being cheap. Stop being broke. Let's go out and spend this. your money, right? And let's let's actually try and win win some stuff. It's yeah. it's ridiculous. This is whack. I whack I truly up. hate this. Yeah, because like it's imagine so the Oklahoma City Thunder and. You draft all these young up and coming. Potentially, you draft four stars. You get to the point where you pay three. The fourth one, like Jalen Williams, might have to let walk because if they sign him, they go over this and they won't have access to middle of exception and all these other. There's several other small things that this team can't do that just it really puts a handcuff on you team building wise. Why are we doing this to teams? Why are we not letting them you know, take care of their homegrown talent and build the right way? If they're willing to spend the money, let them spend the money. Exactly. This is yeah. this is exactly what happened a decade ago. This is why the Thunder traded James Harden away in the first place. We literally yeah. saw we literally saw this with three MVPs. Imagine the dynasty that the Thunder could have had. Because and they did everything right. They drafted all the, all those guys. They kept them in house. They they built everything up. And now because people are complaining that other people have deeper pockets than them, now we all have <laughs> to play fair. This is this is professional sports at the highest level. Please, and I'm so serious. Get your money up. 
or go <laughs> or go oh, stop man, stop crying you are crying. billionaires bro like this it's ridiculous it's yeah. <laughs> it's a shame yeah man this is this is this is otherworldly broke boy talk and nasty <laughs> hater talk as well Damn, yeah like play, go ahead and play this <laughs> flight reacts to broke boy because god man <laughs> this is so embarrassing for teams to actually consistently complain about this who cares be more enticing grow your market it doesn't matter like you know and also so like, we're all just gonna hurt 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 the product in the back end and also like it's not even like these teams that are doing this are like it's like it's working like the nets fell apart it didn't work the clippers have been constantly injured it didn't work like it's not a guarantee that it works out like yeah the warriors won last year now they're not good this year and the payroll is even higher like it's not like being able to spend this much automatically makes you like a better contender. Like the Bucks are way better than them, and they don't spend that high in the luxury tax. Yeah, man. It's, I just hate annoying teams. It's attacking a non-existent. What team you think issue. said this real quick? Real quick. What, what team you? What, what team or organization you think is the number one broke boy? Oh, the Pacers. The Pacers. No, no not, not even. I think the the Hornets. The oh Hornets. no, it's the Rockets. The Rockets. Their owners broke as oh, fuck, geez. and he's always doing shit for that. Because yeah, it's the Rockets. Yeah, yeah. Loki, the Lakers, probably. The Lakers are owned by <laughs> mom and pop show. The Lakers have owners that are not billionaires because the only thing that makes them rich is the Lakers. That's that, that's their that's their job is running the Lakers. Yeah. Most other owners, it's a side gig. Jeannie Buss, all she has is the Lakers, so they, they can't spend like that. Yeah. The Rocket the Rockets owner, Fertitta, he's he's just coming back up. He a lot of his money was tied in like in casinos and gambling and stuff. And so when the pandemic hit, a lot of his money was tied up, and so he he couldn't really get anything. But now that everything's like you know back open again, back outside, people spending that money, he's he's back up. Yeah, yeah, man. CBA has a lot of changes. There's a lot of other smaller stuff that we don't got to talk about because our fans don't want to hear about it. Like you can offer your players extensions that are 140 percent of their salary now instead of 120 percent, stuff like that. Yeah, we don't got to get too deep into it, but a lot of small changes in this that add up and some very interesting stuff like we talked about. Yeah. So. This- <sighs> I, I'm I'm still upset that they're that they're pocket watching like this. This is ridiculous. But Before we get up? to TikTok time, one thing I want to ask you guys: in the spirit of the CBA changes, if you were running the NBA for a day, what's the one change you'd want to make? All right, I'm calling ISO on here. I'm getting my stuff off. I was li- I think about this all the time. The number one thing that I'm that I'm doing if I'm commissioning the NBA, we're changing the schedule and we're changing the standings. I think that the NBA needs to go back to the system in which division winners get home court at advantage. Ew. I think I think that I think that matters. I think in a league in which there's a lot of player movement and you don't necessarily get like the rivalries that that you get every single year, mm-hmm. manufacturing rivalries in a regional sense is very very important. And so you would change the system to where you still play like two times with with the people from the opposite conference. You don't have to play everybody in your conference four times a year. You would play them either two or three. And then you would play everybody in your division five times a year. Oh, and so then those divisional ga- and so and so then those those divisional games become more important than every other game in the in the um in the season. You have to get there, and then you have like the extra wild card to get home court advantage. But I think, I think if like like the the Celtics and the 76ers, every one of their games, they have four games this year. What's the difference between those games and the Celtics Bucks, right? Like you like but they're in the same division. Right now, it's either we abolish divisions or we go back to it and try to create this rivalry there. Okay. 
I, I see the vision. I think it's the reason we don't do divisions anymore, and it's probably better that way. But I, I like the idea of having more games. I like the idea of having more games in your division. That'd be cool. I think that's hard as hell. I am 110% a fan of that, Donovan. And, uh, Adam Silver, hit me up. <laughs> what about you, Mo? What's your one change? One thing that I would change in the NBA, I think, I can't, ah, oh, man. I don't really know if I have one pinpoint thing that I would change in the NBA that change really bothers me and grinds my gears. You said what? I said change the jerseys. Change the jerseys, not nah, jerseys are straight. I like the product as is, to be honest with you. And I'm not really, I don't really think there's anything. Oh, actually, it's it's the fucking um, the one and done rule. I hate that it grinds my gears. Oh. Like I hate that they okay. didn't change that. We already harped, harped on it or whatever, but I, it's just killing me that like there's this 17 year old, 18 year old kid who'd be changing his entire family's life, but because of this dumbass rule, like you know, what I'm saying they want to put him through school and he's gonna make. 40,000, 50,000, 100,000, the illegal way, for sure. Um, What's legal now? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, true. And I, I forget about that. But um, yeah. still, it's not touching, like, what okay. he should be earning in terms of, like, all the NBA-type level endorsements that he'd be getting with these shoe companies and all this other shit. So Fair enough. That's the number one thing that grinds my gears, and it has forever pissed me off. <laughs> I think uh, one thing I would do... So, if they're at the midseason tournament, one thing I'd want to change, which isn't even a change because it hasn't happened yet. But I don't want to make the winning team get a lottery pick. It can either be the 15th pick, basically adding a, the, like a duplicating the 14th pick, the worst lottery odds, and giving that to the team. Or if you want to get spicy, make it like the 10th best odds. I think that'd be sick. And give basically the lottery right now, you know, all pro sports to an extent it's on purpose, reward you for being bad. That's how you, that's how you get better. Mm-hmm. by being bad first. I would love a way for teams to be good and still get that draft compensation and still be able to win by doing it the right way. Like if the Kings could get a get the twelfth overall pick in the lottery by winning the midseason tournament and continue to be good while building at the same time, I think that'd be pretty sick. Oh wow, that's that's crazy. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? That's that's crazy. Like we, we don't that's, get like, that's, we spicy, that's spicy shit. though. I can get with it. I can, I can get with it. Yeah, like we used to get shit back in the day when before the lottery, where like stars would go to good teams already. Like how we get like Magic and Kareem and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Which we're never gonna do that again because that's crazy. But to have some way to incentivize, like, I want the Celtics to be able to get lucky and somehow land the fifth overall pick because they get crazy lottery odds and just, like, have cool stuff like that happen that rewards them for being good. I, even if it's a small percentage, I think that should be at least some percentage. That was a jarring cut because we just had some technical difficulties, but we're back. And it was at the perfect time because I think it's time for everybody's favorite segment, TikTok time. Let's get into it. Let's go. Let's go, man. And as always, yeah. we're going to start with the draft like we always do. This time, we're going to draft players that have beards. Okay, so this will okay. be fun. Very specific version, though. So, like, we can call out the, like, specific year, right? Yeah, yeah. So, if, like, um, I don't know who example is. Um, let's I, I use a make-believe example. Shaq never had a beard. But if Shaq had a beard in 2009 only, you could say 2009 Shaq. Gotcha. Okay, Perfect. cool, cool, cool. Who's the first so, pick? Who had it last time? What was the last pick? We did? Uh, I, think I have you third. Had it. Oh, you had. I third, have third. Really? Yeah. So Mo, you're first now. You pick Steph in the middle of the point guard draft. So it's Mo, Donovan, me. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. Cool. All right. So I go first. Yeah, well, I got to do the first. Let's draft NBA lineups with only players who had beards. 
Let's perfect. go. One hit, one hit shot up. Give me Braun Braun. Easy. Okay. Well, obvious first pick. All right. That's cool. I give me hmm. Give give me 2017 Steph Curry. <laughs> okay. Nice. Did he have a beer in 2017? I thought it was more recent. Yeah. 2017 okay. is when he started growing it. Okay. Oh, and I'm in a hard position. First pick, give me Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, obviously. Yeah. Nice. Here, I guess I'll pick Prime Harden. Feels a bit high, but I mean, he's the he's, beard. He's he's the beard, yeah. Yeah, okay, Prime Harden is nice. Okay, at two. Uh, where do I want to go with this? Give me, give me a wing. Give me 2019 Kawhi Leonard. His beard is real small. I, I'll let you have it, but like that shit. Is I think low. that should count. That you should can have it. it. Listen, he has the beard. It's low. It's a yeah, low, it's low beard. but it connects. It connects. Mm. So wait, who was your first pick, Donovan? Uh, Curry. Then you got Kawhi. Yeah, you starting off real strong. Also, nobody yeah. asked for clarification for if a beard counts. Just say it, and then we'll roast him for the count. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So cool. Y'all came with heavy hitters. So I got to try to do the same thing. Go ahead. Let's throw this back. Go ahead and give me Kyrie. Okay. You should Go throw this back if it was an old player. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, give me, throw, throw this. Well, pause, but throw this Whoa. back. 2016 vibes. Give me that. Give me that version of Kyrie. Okay. Oh, you got Braun and Kyrie together. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, And then on top of that, Give me the big three that should have been. Well, technically it would have been because Kyrie wouldn't have been there, but I'm gonna say it should have been Paul George. Oh, okay. 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 That's interesting. Alright, I gotta get a let's see. So I have Steph and Kawhi. Hmm. Give me give me Anthony Davis. That's a good pick. I, I was gonna pick him next That's nice. Give me A D. That's nice. Damn. Oof. Okay, so I already got my pick and roll combination. Now I gotta flank them on the wings. Give me Dirk Nowitzki and Jason Tatum. That's good. That's Tatum, good. Okay. I got spacing around the best pick and roll you can imagine. Damn, That's I good. wanted Dirk so bad. Fuck. I bet you did. <laughs> Alright, I gotta I gotta figure out who I want as my center. I feel like I need somebody who can space a little bit. I'm looking at my notes here. There's one really good one waiting for you. I know. You know what? Uh Give me, give me Joel Embiid. Okay, I was gonna say if you pass him up, you're an idiot. I'll take Joel Damn, Embiid, bro. All right, so it's kind of tough. So I got Kyrie, Paul George, and LeBron. It's a lot of perimeter talent. That's a lot of perimeter talent. I could slide LeBron to the four if I really wanted to, but I'm not gonna do that. I'm not I'm not gonna do that whatsoever. Right? Uh, you know what? Let's get. Oh, yeah, let's get kind of funky with it. I'm going to put LeBron at my four. I'm going to put PG at the three and give me give me Jalen Brown at my two. That's a good pick. I was thinking about picking him in my last one. Okay, okay, that's Perfect. good. That's and good. then to round it out, I need a shooter at the five. And, bro, give me Cat. Give me Big Purr. <laughs> and you folded the draft. Folded. What? This fit is seamless. You're insane. You have cat. You're gonna have cat guarding Kareem Abdul Jabbar. You just lost. You're gonna have cat guarding Joel Embiid. Yeah, you just Uh. lost. All right. (laughs) I need. I need a two. 
I just want somebody who can get up and down. Give me Dwayne Wade. I don't know uh, if Dwayne Wade counts. Dwayne Wade looks like he's twenty eleven. No. Give me twenty eleven Dwayne Wade. I feel what? like Dwayne Wade's beer only counted when he was old, when he was trash. That's why I said twenty eleven Dwayne Wade. Let me type this in. Twenty eleven D Wade. I just looked it up for clarification. Okay, I'm typing this in. Going to images. Twenty eleven D Wade is okay, what you okay. want. It connects. Okay. That's that is a beard yeah, that connects. That's a beard. You can have that. It connects. That's his big thing. It has to connect. Yep. That's the qualifying. Yeah. That's the qualifier. Oh okay. my god, bro. 20, 2011 yeah. Dwayne Wade. No one likes that pick. <laughs> it's barely a beard, but it's a beard, so you can have it. What kind of this? Oh my my god, turn now. Last pick. Yeah. Yeah. Last pick. Round it off. Last pick. I'm picking the perfect connector to bring it all together. Give me Clay Thompson. That's nice. That's uh-huh. good. I have the That's nice. Team, I like that actually. Your nice is your, your team is nice. All right, name I should, them all. I should have went with the with the Splash Brothers, but I'm I'm cool with doing Wade. I yeah. really wish I would have went with I wish I would have went with Clay over uh, JB, but uh, honestly, I, I like whichever one of those was there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, so I got Kyrie, JB, PG thirteen, LeBron, and Car Anthony Towns. This team is so fucking hard to stop on the offensive end. You're the worst team, though. I mean, you're the <laughs> okay. Bronze, it's hard to stop. Hell. Picking Cat was crazy. He should pick Bill Walton. Yeah, it's very weird. All right, I got. I'm I got not picking Bill, bro. I got Steph Curry, Dwayne Wade, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, and Joel Embiid. That's a fucking filthy team, goddamn. Ah, uh, yeah, your team kind of crushes mine. Like that. Like that. I, I have I James Harden, Clay Thompson, Jason Tatum, Dirk, Kareem. That Harden Kareem pick think, was crazy. Yeah, I think Donovan may have won this one. It's close. We'll see. We'll see. And now it's time to talk about Underdog Fantasy, the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports online, specifically with the Pick'em feature. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single night of hoops if you get five correct entries. But if you're not feeling that risky, you could do what I did and just hit a simple two-man entry. I hit higher on Miles Turner and DeMar DeRozan's over on Monday's games. And I got a little bit of money, and that could be you too. And the best part is that you signed up today using promo code TD3. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. And that's even more free money to play around with and win on these entries. So again, sign up today using promo code TD3 and get in on the action today. So next thing we're going to do... We're going to do some NBA trivia. Okay. I'm going to okay. ask you guys trivia questions and test your NBA knowledge a little bit. So this will be funny. Do I know ball? Let's see. Yeah. Do you know ball? So let's see how well you know NBA trivia. Blah, I said NBA weird. Let's see how well you know NBA trivia. <laughs> <laughs> how well do you know NBA trivia? <laughs> <laughs> For those who are listening... Donovan's making fun of my hand motions I always use. <laughs> Comments love talking about it. It's funny. All right. First off, who is the Celtics all-time leading scorer? It has uh, to be. Is it, is it Bird? Is, yeah. yeah. It has to be Larry Bird. Is well, actually, actually, no. Actually, no. Incorrect. Yeah, it is not Larry Bird. Yeah, it's not Larry. It's not Larry. It's not. Who is it? We'll keep guessing. It's not the three MVP? Three-time MVP? Damn. No, because he... Nope. He got his career got got cut short. It's probably <coughs> someone like what or, Pacey boy is this? Nah, you think it's like <laughs> it's John Havlicek? It is John Havlicek. Yeah, it's a Pacey boy. You're one. right. <laughs> there we go. Through the lob, John Havlicek has twenty six thousand career points. Okay, how much Who's does Larry second? Bird have? Who's second on the list? 
category. Don't ask Damn. me. I, I didn't do that much research. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> so I got number one in this. Yeah, for the talks. That's it. <laughs> what year did the Spurs win their most games ever? Uh, 2017. Incorrect. Yeah, I want to. Close. Okay. Was it. Is it 2014? Incorrect. That's less close. Damn. Talk. 20... Just think. It's a TikTok. Oh, ha- oh, it has to be 20, uh, 2015. No, 2016. Y'all are going to guess every answer oh, but six... the right one. There you go. Damn. 2016. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. I got, my, I got my years confused. How many, how many yeah. games did they win? In 2016, they won 67 games. They were incredible, the, but they were overshadowed by the 73 win Warriors. That's the one that's the one that yeah. I was thinking about. Yeah, I was, was thinking 20, about the old Zaza thing. That, yeah, that, that's when it happened, I believe. That's, yeah, that's tough. That's tough. There are three point guards with multiple MVPs. Who are they? Magic Johnson, Steph Curry. Correct, correct. Absolutely. Steve Nash. Yep. Okay, that was an easy one. I was about right. to say, do you count James Harden too or not? Nah. Nah. He does have multiple MVP. though. Oh, just one for you, yeah. yeah. It's just crazy to think about. Oh boy. Yeah, damn. <laughs> How many teams did Shaq play for? Uh, rough estimate, okay. like nine. Okay, so he went. <laughs> no. So it's Orlando, Los Angeles, Miami, Miami, Phoenix, Cleveland, Boston. Six. Did you say Phoenix? Yes. Yeah, you said Phoenix. Correct. It is six teams. Nice. Donovan, you're caring right now. I'm exposed. (laughs) (laughs) What's the record for the least amount of wins in a regular season? Oh, the Charlotte Bobcats. Seven. Rephrase that. What's the record for the least amount of wins in a regular season besides a lockout year? Mm. Full 82 games. I think full 82. Could it be the process Sixers? Could it be? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna let's go with them. The process. You know what? Sixers. I'm gonna give you that because you're close and you're never gonna get the right answer. Is this the New <laughs> Jersey Nets that that did it? The process Sixers are second. They won ten in 2016. The first one was the 76ers in 1973. They won nine games. God. Nine games. Nine games. In 82. In 1973. No, in 82 games. Oh yeah, yeah. They won nine. You bums, man. Those fans are war veterans, bro. They won ten bro. in 2016. 10 games is still outrageous to me, man. Yeah, the but, modern NBA, hey, that, 10, that 10 stings. Yeah, winning 10 games not to even sniff a uh, Eastern Conference Finals is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> nice wow. last one. <laughs> How many points did Lonzo Ball score in the first game of his career? The iconic oh, game where Patrick Beverly guarded him. Yeah. Wrong. Like four. four. Wrong. Six. Wrong. It had to three five. It is three points. Three. Yeah, there we go. Three. <laughs> Patrick, I knew, damn, I knew it was single digits. <laughs> Patrick Beverly put the fear of God in that young man's eyes and held him yeah, to three he points. He put three in his. He put up three in his first game, and I think either the next time that he played Patrick Beverly or the very next game, he put up like twenty-seven or something like that. Yeah, twenty-eight in the second game. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Lakers fans were feeling a roller coaster of emotions that first year. God, man, that's not such a huge disparity. <laughs> All right, that's the trivia segment. I don't know if I posted it. I didn't like it very much. <laughs> All right. Next up, we're going to play a game of 20 questions, but we're going to change it up. Normally, we do 20 questions to guess a player. This time, we're going to have 20 questions to guess 
a single NBA team, like this season. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. A team, see, okay, it's, yeah, okay, okay. So, let's let's try to let's try to do this without asking if they won a, a championship because I think that okay. that that narrows it okay. down. Okay. You have twenty questions to guess the NBA team I'm thinking of specific year. Perfect. Okay. All right. Did this team have a winning record? Yes. Did this team have a six man of the year candidate? I don't think so. That's so specific. <sighs> okay. <sighs> you don't think so? All right. All right. Look, it's a okay. Did this team make the finals? No. No, they didn't make the finals. Okay. okay Did okay. this team make any massive moves that specific season? Yes. Okay. I'm pretty sure the move was in season. In season. That's what I meant. Perfect. Yeah. Is okay. this the 2011 so Knicks? This is not the 2011 Knicks. <laughs> 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 not I a bad guess. Like you being targeted. <laughs> not not a bad pick. Um. Okay, okay, okay. Do you really want to want to cut it down? Do you want to ask the conference question? Do you want to cheat? No, no, no. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not ask the conference question. All right. Okay. Did, uh, did this team make the playoffs? Yes. Okay, they made the playoffs. Cool. Um, did this team have any All NBA players? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Players. Okay. Cool. So you peep that, Donovan. Yeah, that's not how that works. <laughs> okay, um, that does not imply plurality. <laughs> I know. Okay, I'll, I'll <laughs> know. go. I'll go ahead and I'll knock it out. Were there multiple All NBA players on this team? No, I think just one. Yeah. Okay. God damn! You just wasted a fucking question, Donovan. What? I had to be specific. Your question wasn't wasn't good enough. <laughs> you lock in. Lock in. Understood. You. All right. We're here. We're okay. here. Look at me. We're here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Let's let's wrap this shit up. Uh, how many questions are we at? Did, by the way, eight. Gotcha. Eight. Okay. Cool. Gotcha. All right. They have an All NBA player winning record. They made the playoffs. Let's try to try to cut it down. Did they make the conference finals? No. Okay, no, so they are the a failure. <laughs> They're a failure. They made seismic moves. Okay. Um, did this team... Did this team use up all of their draft capital? Capital. That's a weird I, question. I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean? weird question. If they're gonna go ahead and make these monumental trades, then I need to know like some context, some background, so I don't have to go through these easy. Ask questions. me. Are you saying about the trade specifically? Yeah. Okay. Reword that. And ask me about that trade. Did this team give up big assets? Did this team give up big assets during this trade? No, not really. I mean, I I, I wouldn't say that. No, it wasn't crazy. Okay, is this team okay. a tw- is is this team from 2010 and forward? Yeah. Okay. So we have 13 is years this team to- from 2015 and forward? Yes. Cool. We're a lot warmer, Donovan. All right. Let's start 
Let's start narr- narrowing it down. Is this team in the Western Conference? They are. Okay, Western Conference Perfect. failure. I'm really feeling like this is like a like a Los Angeles Clippers situation. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. Is this so, the Clippers? Which year? Oh, it is. It well, is he said. Clippers. He said after. He said after 2015. I'm, not, I'm just saying you got to be specific and ask a question. I'm not yeah, yeah. anything. Yeah. yeah. Listen. He said after 2015. So they have to have yeah. like made a move after that. Western Conference losing the second round. Uh, when they or, traded or, or, for. Or not, oh, when, this has to be the 2018 Los Angeles Clippers. This or has no, to be not them. No, correct. I'm, I'm, I messed up though. We said that we asked if they made the conference finals, and he said no. That means that they could have lost in the first or the second round. Exactly. So. Remember when the Clippers were giving the Golden State Warriors fits and Kevin Durant fits? What I just said was it wasn't them. I just said it wasn't oh. them. Low key though, I can't remember if they made the playoffs. Is this the 2017 New Orleans Pelicans? You mean 2017, 2018? And yes, it is them. Whoa. Yes, sir. The ones who traded for Demarcus Cousins. Yep, yeah, exactly. There you Let's go. go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I had them. I had them in the back of my mind. You saved us. There you They're go. Carried. They beat the shit out of Portland and lost to the Warriors. Yeah, I remember We're here. that. We're here. God damn it, was in fucking hell, man. <laughs> <laughs> man, shout out Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday was him that year. No, for real. He had two he had time all straight jacket. <laughs> all right, next thing we're gonna do. We're doing these conspiracies. We're, we're gonna do a tier list. Well, that we've been doing a lot lately. This is gonna be a long episode. Yeah, we're gonna do a tier list with NBA shoes, so that that should be fun. Let's do it. So let me set up my chair. I am excited. Let's put these NBA shoes into a tier list. Let's put these NBA shoes into a tier list. First off, iconic Grinch Kobe's. A S tier. S. S. My bad. S tier. Gotta be S. Gotta be S. Slap the these, shit out of me when bar. I say A. I meant to say S. God, <laughs> this yeah. is an all-time these set the shoe. bar. Easy S tier. So next Those are up, classics, man. Facts. You were him if you had these in middle school or high school. Oh, if you had these in middle school when they first came out, you were an enigma. <laughs> these were crazy hard to get back then. Right. <laughs> next up. <laughs> the Olympic Sevens. Yo, shout out to these. These are an A tier. I really like Sevens. Listen, I used to go on Facebook and enter contests to try to get these shoes, bro. <laughs> this is, I, I love these shoes. They're not, they're not like Grinches. But they are they are yeah. a beautiful PGA. shoe, bro. When these They're came out pins. in 2012 with yeah. the 2012 Olympics, when I was in the eighth grade, these took math class by storm. If you yes, had these, sir. you were absolutely that guy. This with the cargo with the cargo pants on top of a regular big ass polo. Can't tell me nothing. Shoe. You were him. You were <laughs> Mister Bitches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Red, red elite socks, a white and blue polo. Yeah, fitted what up. a time. What a time. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny Man, y'all know about back. that these people are in calls old they were like six years old when this happened I know y'all know about that good fashion <laughs> alright this is real drip these black KD4s also iconic that was solid B yeah I'm gonna go B also iconic, iconic. I think I think they're a better playing shoe than like just wearing out but these are hard Absolutely. though I think I think the KD4s is low key like these are a top three like Katie silhouette though. Mm. They aged well when they came out. It was kind of like iffy, but they aged real well. Wait, never mind. I'm thinking, absolutely. Of, I'm thinking of the sixes. Never mind. The Katie fours no. are amazing. Yeah, no, yeah. these did age well. You're absolutely yeah, yeah. right about the, that. These, the Katie fours age incredibly. 
Yeah, absolutely. But wearing these outside of the court is kind of crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, today, if you wear them, you're an absolute lunatic, and you should probably never decide your own outfit ever again. <laughs> but back <laughs> then, back then, you were dripped out. <laughs> I did that yesterday. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Oh. The authorities are at your doorstep right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jail. <laughs> Next up, uh, these red Kobe 9s. I rock uh, with these. I hated these. So I'm going to give it to you straight F tier. I don't care if you rock with these. F, you rock with these? Donovan. I hate the high no, top Kobe say it ain't so. I hate the high top Kobe 9s. Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something. I'm, I'm about to put you guys up on game. The Kobe nine, what the what the colorway is trash. It's, it's a white colorway, whole bunch of colors on it. Trash. Right now, if you go on StockX, it's about six hundred dollars. I'm letting you know this right now. Let me find some of them replicas. I'm getting about ten pairs. Okay. Yes, and when she do Kobe that, nines, block me. These are these are <laughs> these are a beautiful silhouette. They're very very underrated. They're horrendous. We should not, we should not be dis- we should not disrespect them. We should, Who we should is wearing more. these constantly the Kobe 7, on a fantastic. basketball court? The Kobe 7, fantastic. Yeah. The Kobe 8, fantastic. The Kobe 9, horrendous. I know why they did it. He tore his Achilles, needed the ankle support. I don't care. They look horrible. I'm not RoboCop. These are fire. Yeah, exactly. I'm not RoboCop. These I'm not fire. a future aspiring astronaut. I don't need these in my <laughs> closet at all. These are nothing. They do nothing for me. I think my life would be worse if I had these in my closet. We gonna these get will guys be good. Pair. We're getting you guys a pair, and I'm going to change your mind. Oh no! You me these? these will be good if I went mudding with these. <laughs> if you gave me these shoes, I'm filing assault charges. Nah, stop tripping. You guys, you guys are ridiculous. These are nice. Stop it. Okay, these purple dawn issue ones. Oh, those are huge L's. What? Huge L's. Those I are love big, these. blocky. Those are, that's like a C. They C-tier, don't match. Very solid what? shoes. I love these. C tier is like cool. A. I think these are a great. oh my god no. a no. i'll go b i'll go b realistically but i like these a lot yeah I, you you deserve to get bullied for that one a is absurd. <laughs> no stick to that what's you said a confidently what's wrong no. with them these are not a, these are very far from a worthy the the, the yeah. color scheme is i but the whole overall build and just the i love overall the texture that, that, that's the, the shoes, nah what? I think the Don issue one is a hard silhouette. You said A. There's no way that these can be in the same <laughs> tier as Olympic 7s. I know, I know. Okay. <laughs> I would have said B realistically. That's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> B is understandable. So everyone A C? is... Yeah, we'll go C. I say C. They're not trash. Okay. I think they deserve B. But they but ain't in the lineup. These LeBron 17s. They don't want to talk about trash shoes. <laughs> these are garbage. These Bro, suck. Bury these below the F tier. These Put these suck. in the Yo. deepest abyss of hell. It's crazy. It, what's really crazy is that LeBron saw these and was like, yeah, give me that lifetime deal. Like, these are disgusting. Bro, <laughs> these shoes look poisonous. I'm scared to put these on my feet. They just I look feel like heavy. if I wear these, they, they I look can like, like they walk outside and seduce a flamingo. Like those are the type of vibes that I get from this shoe. <laughs> they do nothing proactive for me in life other than trying to like do some bestiality shit. Like what does this do for <laughs> me right now? You don't wear these oh on the court. You don't wear these <laughs> when you outside, like just casually. What are these for? Other than when like, you wear these outside, you're gonna shit. hear. A, <laughs> you wear these outside, you're gonna hear a Komodo dragon do mating calls. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Nah, this is a this is a fifth grade art project, man. These things are ugly. <laughs> this is disgusting. This looks like a cyst. Yeah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> that's nasty. Goodness, and the red la- is that a red lace or red tongue too? God, yeah. this is all bad everywhere. F minus. <sighs> Take these off of my face. 
Okay. Next up. <laughs> that, that was, that's a terrible shoe. <laughs> Next up, we're going to talk about some NBA conspiracy theories. Donovan, I think you have some for us. Yeah. We're going to name some conspiracy theories and say if they're fact or cap. Yeah. All right, y'all good? Yep. Let's, let's, the hook is, all right. you let me know if NBA conspiracy theories are fact or cap. Yeah, I got it. Let me pull them up. All right. <clears throat> Are these NBA conspiracy theories fact or cap? All right. Okay. First one, we're going to the OG conspiracy theory. David Stern rigged the 1985 NBA draft with a frozen letter. Absolute fact. Big Hard, facts. cold, stone, cold case. Fact. Absolutely, bro. Whole yeah, thing I, is I, just I believe this more than I believe anything in my life. It, it all adds up. If you've ever gone on the Reddit... If you've ever gone down the Reddit spiral and read all these details about how he moved his hand around and felt a cold one, dropped one that wasn't cold, it all adds up to me. David Stern was David Stern was going to do whatever he had to do to make sure that Patrick Ewing was a New York Knicks. There was no way, (laughs) there was no way that the first lottery ever was to get Patrick Ewing to New York. Yeah, he did that. He did that. Yeah, I know, bro. They had to set the example on and show what the lottery could do in a best case scenario. It only makes sense. He set the trend, and now the NBA been a lot smarter about it since then. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an iconic conspiracy. All right, next one. Michael Jordan's flu game was made up. One, Yo, made are up? we thinking that he had severe, like, uh, Pete, listen, what do they call Listen, street, I mean, last, streets, the last streets dance saying, talked about this, right? Streets is saying, listen, yeah, that, he of was, course, <laughs> the, the last dance was created by Michael Jordan. Of course, he's going to lie on camera, okay? <laughs> But Streets is saying that he was actually hungover from gambling, yeah. and that and that it wasn't actually a, a flu game. Okay, okay, I'm gonna say cap because I thought we've known by now it was food poisoning. It wasn't a flu game, so it's kind of fact because it wasn't flu. But he was sick, right? He was hungover. We're going, there? <laughs> We're going with that one. Okay, this is this is. I ain't gonna lie, being sick and being like food poisoning sick are two different types of things, and I'm leaning towards fact that he was indeed. Or Cap, he was indeed uh, hungover. Okay, so I'll go with y'all. He definitely didn't have the flu, so it's got to be fact. Some Somebody's lying. Yeah. Somebody's lying. Somebody's doing a little yeah. embellishing for the legacy there. <laughs> exactly. So play yeah, some exactly. Shit up. The last dance was straight propaganda. Oh, my stomach was going <laughs> to fall off. My head was going to burst. I couldn't play, but I made the shots. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, next one. The Morris twins have switched place and played an NBA game as each other. Ooh. I want to believe fact because it's hilarious. But probably I would say cap. cap. Probably cap. But I'm yeah. going to say fact just because I hope it happened. I'm going to say happened. I'm going to say cap. I'm going to say cap. I refuse yeah. to believe that the NBA that like even even though that they're twins that they can't tell between like two two different people. Bro, if you've seen Markeith Morris dribble and Marcus Morris dribble, you would see a stark difference. Markeith is still That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. It's cap. You can tell who stretched when they were young and who didn't. It's <laughs> yeah, bro. It's obvious. That's good. All right. Next one. Otto Porter Jr. is related to Wilt Chamberlain. Facts. <laughs> I love this one. This one's hilarious. <laughs> Fuck it. Fact. Why not? Let's roll this is fact. Fact. Please, right now, all you have to do, side-by-side picture, look him up. That is his son or grandson. That is that is his blood. Now do Anthony Edwards and Michael Jordan and you'll see who Michael Jordan's real son is. That is his blood. <laughs> yeah, no. This is quite obvious, bro. Guys, let's not make this too complicated. This is fact. <laughs> <laughs> Show me the birth certificate. 
<laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm dead. The NBA rigged the draft for the Cleveland Cavaliers after LeBron left. I mean, they won. Did they get times. the number one overall pick back to back years? Three Absolutely. out of four years. That's crazy. Oh, three out of four years. And they yeah, took Kyrie. It, it, they took there. Kyrie, Anthony Bennett, and and Andrew Wiggins. The only one that they didn't get was Anthony Davis. I'm gonna go cap hundred because. I don't believe Adam Silver has the balls to do that. I feel like that was a David Stern era thing. Exactly. So, out of pure disrespect, Adam Silver was already commissioner then, right? No. Oh, no, he wasn't. He came out 2014 or something? 20, 2014, 2015. It was okay, right after right. that. This is still David Stern's era. You know what? I'm going fact. This was David Stern's fact. last outing as his commissioner. He went out with a bang and made sure to do his thing. Fact. This was his last dance. He said, this motherfucker is coming back to this city whether he likes it or not. And I respect it. R.I.P. <laughs> if David Stern Actually, was going to do one thing, he was going to rig a draft. That's his thing. <laughs> exactly. He did It's all about his bag, and I respect it. I stand on business, too. <laughs> <laughs> Flashes the merch. <laughs> not facts. TDC merch coming soon. <laughs> all right. The Spurs turned off the A.C., to make LeBron cramp in the finals. You That's got to be cap. It's got to be cap. I want to see facts. It's yeah. funny, but this is also some embellishing just like Jordan does. Where LeBron was like, oh, it was too hot. I was cramping up. <laughs> I couldn't move. <laughs> LeBron's just dramatic as fuck. Now, I'm going to say fact. I'm going to say LeBron has shown a propensity to cramps. The San Antonio Spurs did their homework and they turned off the AC. Listen, they're in Texas. They know how to play in, in the heat. They They're okay with it. Right, LeBron. It was even though that he had been in Miami, he still wasn't. He still wasn't a hot boy like that. They they knew his weaknesses. They were getting that championship. Oh, that's back when he was sweating out eight pounds after every game. Yeah, he just one percent higher body heat. He's gonna pass out. I, I gotta see the vision. Yeah, I know. I, I see. I see the vision as well. It's already Texas, hot as hell. Uh, there's not much spacing on the court. And then, as Charles Bucky would say, you're starting around a bunch of big women. Yeah, no. Nah, this has to be fact. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Cut. Is <laughs> <laughs> that the last one? Uh, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's move on before I get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next you know, one we're right. going to do is... um. You're not right. We were doing some things where we were talking about the best player in franchise's history and the all-time rosters. Mm-hmm. This time we're going to talk about what was the best specific team in a franchise's history okay. by year. Gotcha. What was the best single-season team in this franchise's history? I guess the NBA, I always forget. What's the best single-season team in this NBA franchise's history? The Lakers. Ooh. This was hard. Time. It has to be Is 1987. It it has to be the Showtime Lakers. We're not going to go 01 Lakers? Nah. No, the, just the the amount of Hall of Famers that you had on that team to have MV, to have MVP Magic, to have James Worthy, still have Kareem go beat the Celtics in the um in the finals. You used to have Byron Scott, like I I think that might be the one. Yeah, but for this 01, but for the 01 team to have a near perfect playoff run with the best duo ever potentially. I I, I kind of lean on one. Three Hall of Famers nah. to two, though. Yeah, exactly. One playoff Three loss. Hall of Famers to two. One playoff loss. One playoff loss. They both still have still. a ring. Like, I, I think. Yeah, one playoff. Uh, 
I don't think that moves me enough considering I don't want to say the talent was weaker at all back then, but bro, like if you put these two teams head to head, who winning? Yeah, <laughs> no way. Okay. You're picking that and I guess you could say that the Lakers had a much easier finals matchup. So I guess ugh. yeah. And I guess you could say that the O one team had a much easier finals matchup. So I, we we can go showtime. Yeah, for sure. Good. The Houston Rockets. Oh, easy. It has to. It's the Listen, first. It's it the first be, championship team. Yeah. Okay. First it's easy to say ninety four. But 2018 was the best team to never win a that. championship. So I, it's 94, but it's that. close. Yeah, definitely. There's no single <laughs> team in NBA Chokers. history who even came close to beating that Warriors team, bro. And they almost yeah. did it. God like, bless that team. It's got to be 94 because they got it done. But that 28 team is better than a lot of championship teams. Absolutely. Like, if you pick them now, I wouldn't be mad at you. But I'll, I'll respect the, the team. End, yeah. Gosh, yeah, man, that 2018 team was crazy. That's one of my favorite teams you of just, all time. You, you just took me back to a whole new memory lane, and I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> just remembering high school. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like fucking Jimmy Neutron. Blame yeah, Brain Blast type <laughs> shit. <laughs> right. The Brooklyn Nets. I forget they were in, in New Jersey for a second. Uh, Are we going to say that, like, 16 games stint or 20 games stint when they had Kyrie James Harden <laughs> yes. and KD because yes, they were unbeatable. I am. I am. I am going to say that. They made <laughs> the finals in the 2000s. Great. But those eight games where they had Kyrie, LeBron, I mean, but those eight games where they had Kyrie, KD, and James Harden, easily the best stretch of Nets basketball of all time. I don't even care how short it was. This is so disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> you had it teams is. that literally made yeah. the finals. Teams that won the finals and you're like... <laughs> I don't care. These... Yeah, give me give That's me wrong. KD, Harden, and Kyrie versus whatever team won the finals for the Nets, and KD, Kyrie, Harden is smoking him. Easy. That's wrong. Oh, hold on, I gotta restart my camera. It's why I'm gonna keep rolling. No, all good. It's all good. Okay, Ooh, we my camera went out for ten mark. seconds. This is impressive. Yeah. Okay, next one. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, okay. Man, this is oh tough. Man, oh man. I, I think. Hmm. See the twenty twelve twenty sixteen right. Are we James going Harden's to I mean, in the 2016 team that choked to the Warriors? Are we not I going to the one that made the finals? Oh, my bad, my bad. So it's either 2011 oh, or 2016, wow. right? It's either James Harden's team or the team that almost beat the Warriors in 2016. I would go with 16 out of those. But are we not going back yeah, to 16. the Sonics that made the finals? Mm. Are you? You tell me. Me, personally, I, I'm taking 2016 still. I think I'll lean 2016 as well. I think I... I think I think I'd fear Katie and Russ a lot more than Gary Payton and Sean Kemp with respect to how great they were. Yeah, exactly. Sean Kemp got that thing on built him, out, bro. <laughs> <Pause>. <laughs> uh, oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah, but Katie and they were one game away from beating the Warriors. All time fold job, but like that team was legit. Man, they really blew three one. Yes. Hard three one and two, bro. Twenty sixteen was so generous. Three one and in one playoff run, bro. That's crazy. They were so close, and man. now we see it all the time. People just be choking. So we're going twenty sixteen. Yeah, twenty sixteen, easy. <laughs> Shout out Gary Payton, though. Those teams are great. The San Antonio Spurs. Oh, now this is it's, fucking it, hard. It, it has to be twenty fourteen. It has to be twenty fourteen. It's not the it's not the earlier championships. No, twenty fourteen Robinson? was a different level. San Antonio Spurs. The, first off, it's the only it's the only Spurs team that has a nickname about it because they were just that good. They won the finals the by as 
big of a margin as anybody has ever won the finals ever. And yeah. to still have True. just to have Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, Kawhi Leonard, everybody still there the, to go avenge that loss before. Yeah, they got it. Yeah, they dismantled the heat. Like, it was crazy. Sure, Dwayne Wade was a little washed at that they point. Were not but it doesn't even matter. Series. It doesn't matter. They fucking destroyed them. God. They were not Sad losing that series. Man. Yeah. Shout out 2002 or whatever the championship year was. No, it wasn't this. What year was it? It was 03. Yeah. Shout was, out the 03 team, but 2014 is different. That passing was next level with young Kawhi being the best defender in the NBA. It's got to be them. It's crazy. Shout out to Danny Green, man. Hop on the pod. <laughs> Why, Danny Green? <laughs> uh. Yeah, man. The old one Lakers are amazing. Shout out Vlade Divac. <laughs> right, well, uh. That's the end of the episode, guys. That's all we got. Damn. It's a long, long episode. episode. Long as hell. I'm tired. I got to use the bathroom. If you're still here, comment. Shout out Danny Green. Shout out Danny Green. Shout out Danny Green. (laughs) Let's go. We're out of here. See ya.